0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
1: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them.
2: Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And
1: found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
3: This week on the program, a nightmare of a film to cap a nightmare of a year. It's a nightmare on Elm Street. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Tadak. Eric Siska. Chris Krueger. And we love movies. That got
2: me. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. huh? Sometimes, that is better. Zombies have entered the building. They're at
1: the door. They're coming in.
2: It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicca man. Coming to get you, Barbara.
4: i sick for fucks seen one too many movies. Nah, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What the fucking are in the What an excellent day for an exorcism.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Love Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. What are we doing? What theme song is happening? Is this Halloween at Christmas? It's a <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984, directed by the late, great Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Steve, I think you put it this way originally. But, you know, like I said up top, it has been a nightmarish fucking hellscape year. And this is a film that has nightmare in the title. And we're talking about living nightmares. So it
1: kind of fits. Yeah, you can't. I mean, there's no chipper way to end this year. No. I mean, there's really... the. I mean, there's some good stuff maybe on the horizon. No need to get too gloomy here. But you know, it's it's been a fucking year, everybody.
0: It I mean certainly has. They boycotted my idea to do solo, which was <laughs> my first my first vote for We Love Movies Month, but this is a good compromise, <laughs> Chris, I think.
2: Chris, I was pushing for commentary.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. That's probably the better place for it. What
2: are they doing to
0: those kids? <laughs> so is that real? You think they're really eating that stuff? <laughs> that stuff.
1: Still having, still happy.
0: Oh, really? I um, didn't
1: know. What, 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 what sit around and watch that movie just on the Friday fucking night? <laughs>
3: sure. Come on,
0: baby, it's date night. We're watching fucking Solo. Let's go. Oop, pause it. Domino's is here. <laughs> <laughs> so have
2: some cheesy bread with this fucking
0: movie. Oh my god.
3: Oh man! Uh, yeah, you know this is this is um, this is another one of the uh, like the where to begin movies. I'll say to begin right here, we were just talking about what in the Freddyverse we have done. I believe in the archive on our Patreon, you can get an episode we did a hundred thousand years ago on Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, we did a commentary also on the Patreon for that wretched remake. Huh. And right. Eric Sisko, was I seeing our text thread, right, you're telling me, you're Uh-oh. telling me what? that there are people out there now pushing for this, like, the remake's not as bad as you thought it was?
1: There was a bit of uh, this is me, I, there was oh, an okay. article <laughs> coming around, like, a couple of weeks ago, or even a couple of months ago, where it's just like, uh, and it wasn't even like, it's not good, but it's better than you remember, and the answer is, no, it's not.
2: yeah yeah no that's trash that movie is some grim trash for sure and you can hear us make fun of it on that patreon
3: absolutely um you know one thing to kick us off with uh man i love this old ass new line logo yes yes oh it's just it fucking sets the mood perfectly right for this movie
0: it just looks like cocaine (laughs) (laughs) it's just like immediately like whoa okay buddy it's that and like the canon logo i just immediately like oh man
2: (laughs) yep i don't understand why they don't bring it back for certain movies you know yes
0: yep like new
3: line's putting out warner brothers via you know new line is putting out like a horror movie just do this. And yeah. then everybody knows, like, oh, shit, new line horror movie kind of thing. Here we go. Do you know what movie they originally were famous for releasing? Uh, I can't remember. I, I'm i going to, the second you say it, I'm going to be like, yes, I knew that, but I can't pull it right it's now. It's called
2: it, A New Line. Yes. Yes, it's it is. Make,
3: it's a very
0: famous movie, A New Line. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, Polyester. John Waters' yes. is Polyester. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is it? It fits. I mean, like that they have this kind of raw energy in the early days. Like something like this, nobody else would do something like this. I think. What a nightmare! In Elm Street? Yeah, like I, I thought a lot of people like were like, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
2: It is definitely ambitious. The the scope of this movie, the whole dream stuff.
1: Yes. Apparently, he, he's kicking around the script for a couple of years. Nobody wanted it, and Newline was the one like,
3: "I don't, I don't know." Yeah, let's do it. It's me, Bob Shea.
1: I'm fucking crazy. All right, quick question. Could my sister be in it? You're sold. <laughs> Who is my sister playing exactly in this film?
0: <laughs> Sign it. Sign it
1: on the line. Lynn's in. Lynn's in. Hey, Lynn, you busy on Thursday? Okay, yeah, she's going to do it. Lynn's doing the movie. We're doing the movie. Lynn's in the movie. Yo, Lynn, you're going to play a teacher for like two seconds. Is that cool
0: with you? (laughs) Now, uh, let me talk to you here, James. Juan is Lynn in. (laughs) He (laughs) better be in.
1: Yes, uh, we were were talking about... uh... (laughs) No, I got nothing.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, you know, I had to turn down... Lucasfilm's offer to bring Star Wars over to New Line, and I'll tell you why. I asked George Lucas, I said, George, one question for you. Is, is Lynn in?
1: And George says,
3: Lynn's out.
1: And I said, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, Lynn was originally going to play one of the clones in Multiplicity, and then <laughs> Ramus got up my ass. He's like, no, it's got to be a clone of Michael Ke- Michael Keaton. And I'm like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? That's not a movie, Wes, Lynn.
0: I'll tell you what. <laughs> I had to put those Fairley brothers over the coals before they said Lynn's in. <laughs> you
3: know, if you look real closely now, I know there's a lot of them in there. One of them big battle scenes in Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> my sister Lynn, she's playing an orc.
2: <laughs> has she been in a lot of other stuff at all she's, she's been around
3: in, i mean she's she now has found a home in horror the, like yeah horror in like the insidious uh world yeah she plays like a psychic medium in that franchise nice. and she's gotten like her own one of those i think it's insidious 3 is like a prequel movie that is basically her character and the two ghost hunter guys like, got their own movie kind of a thing. So, like, she's really found a home in horror. Um, she did something else, I think. She was in another horror movie this year, but now she pops up, I think because of those insidious movies. Yes, right. yes. She
1: pops up all the time. She, now she's, I mean, she's a good, compelling actress. She she's fucking face. great. I yeah. really
2: like her, yeah. All you had to do back in the day was find yourself in one of the hottest horror properties, and then you could, you know, you're eating off that for the rest of your life.
3: Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, Bob Englund, yeah. Freddy Krueger himself in this movie, you know. Uh, Just, you know, you use
0: it as a stepping stone and one thing leads to another and you can make a fucking incredible living like just being in horror. I I would also say she's pretty memorable for her one scene in this movie. Yeah, she stuck out to me because she's a teacher that's like actually
3: concerned for uh, Heather Langenkamp's character and not like, Miss, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I think she, she
1: actually comes back in New Nightmare as I think a nurse of some kind
3: oh that's right she's like a little more evil in that movie if i'm yes. remembering yeah
2: but, um yeah, yeah go ahead how about this opening sequence we've got here of the glove construction and the smaller frame within a frame i just really love the way this movie opens we see him just developing this this fucking knife glove
3: dude I- it's so great i love yeah the the frame within a frame like the extreme bottom letter boxing and the pillar boxing happening yeah While the Uh, credits just go underneath it all?
0: I mean, this is, I mean, I know this movie was made famous because teenagers loved it, but like you are also getting your boomer dads here right quick because what do you got here? You got some ace welding, (laughs) some good engineering. You're getting your dads really excited for what's about to be a very disappointing experience. Wait a second,
2: kids. You didn't tell me there was a workbench in this movie.
0: Oh, what is that? Oh man, is that a, a torch? A, a nine torch? I don't know if I do that one. I'll be honest. Right. Right. Is he going to
1: quench that hand or what? Where's Steve, that's it? what I was going to
3: ask. Dude, do you think? Have they ever done like a Halloween
1: episode of Forged in Fire? They did. I forget what they did. They didn't do it. They did not do the Freddy glove, which is a big problem. That's so
3: dumb because you make like Michael Myers knife, Jason's machete, Freddy's glove, and then I I don't know. Can you make a fucking thing of chainsaw material?
0: <laughs>
1: Put pins in your actual
0: head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um,
1: now for for the the kill test, Doug's gonna go inside someone's nightmares and actually kill him.
3: Yeah, oh, Doug, make sure to graze that knife glove across your chest, there, buddy. Yeah, you got maggots coming out of your nipples. <laughs> Doug's
2: doing all right, as you see. It brought the whole ballistic body out of the dream into reality. <laughs> I think I'm, if if quarantine goes much longer, I'm gonna
1: buy a ballistics dummy and really go ham on it, dude. They, those things look like a lot of fun. For like sex reasons? No, no, just like cut it up and stuff. That's that's <laughs> sex
2: though,
0: right? No, no, no. And you think that uh you think it's gonna be okay to recreate maniac in your own home? <laughs> Nate, now we're
2: talking. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: I I mean, I do love, I mean, and and again, like it does do this thing where it's unsettling. And I mean, the Dreamlike stuff is really smart because it's really specific. It's not like we're not doing like total like uh, fog machine and like people talking backwards, black and white stuff. It's just all a little lit differently, unsettling. It's all with sound and stuff like that. Also, the
0: the color, like, uh, yeah, red the and green mixture is, like, an ugly fucking color. <laughs> it's, like, a disorienting color. Take, like, take I, that, I, Christmas. It yes. is. <laughs> I mean, like, in that way, the way it looks in this specifically, like, y- y- it, it's really ugly.
2: Yeah, because it's, like, a drab, like, an army green kind of thing and, like, a darker red.
3: Yeah, it's not exactly Christmas colors in that way. Um, you know, it's, like, Christmas colors that you're, like... Nam veteran
0: grandfathers wearing or something like that. Who refuses to wash his fucking clothes? Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, now, Steve, I had an, uh, an idea here. Did do you think did this help inspire the Marvel character the Wolf Marine, or did that exist already? That existed already. Oh, so. you little maybe little maybe. Uh, hey hey, uh, hey, hey,
1: West. The fuck is that about, man? <laughs> I didn't create Wolverine either. But c- come on.
0: <laughs> I, I, st- I, st- I stole it first. <laughs> I
2: would, you know, it's time. It's time to put Freddy Krueger in the MCU. Mm. Why not, dude? Why the fuck not?
1: Is he in any of those Mortal Kombat games? I or- think. He, I think.
3: So yes. Who
1: did they release last week? Was it um, uh, was it Henry Kissinger? He was he was released <laughs> last week.
3: Yes, it was a, it was the Henry Kissinger Richard Nixon combo pack. Oh my God!
2: <laughs> their fatality takes out a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, napalm death blow. His 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 his, fin- his finishing move is a two hour eulogy of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All, one of his moves is the friendship is where he bores you to death. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, I'm going to show you my next photo slideshow from my last
1: family vacation. Oh, that's right. It is the fatality, (laughs) Napalm.
3: I love Steve. Steve, you will appreciate this. I don't think, uh, Chris or Eric, you ever got back there, and we never played this theater, but... um, this opening nightmare, like, in the hallway, and this is so Tina is the woman running here in the beginning. Did you not think, Steve, that this opening
1: hallway here looks like that back hallway of the UCB Chelsea? Yes, it does. I mean, it's all pipes <laughs> and yep. just, like, you could see a Gristades just about to open up on the other
0: end of it, for sure. A <laughs> lot of children killers were in that room, too.
2: <laughs> Absol- absolutely right. 100%.
1: I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, is this sort of a Psycho Janet Lee ish kind of a situation with Tina here where you think she might be the lead and then she's not? Oh, you know, that's it's kind of hard, It's I, kind of hard to to it, pin it, down. Yeah. Well,
3: I'd say the difference is like with Psycho, you go for like 45 minutes before she's killed. Tina sure. has like two scenes
0: in this well, movie. I think it's more. I mean, like it's not calling back. I, it's interesting. I, I noticed the similarities between this and Scream more this yes. time. Yes. Uh, More than I think I ever have.
3: Including sharing the uh, casting of law enforcement officers? Yes, well, that... Because the guy who's, like, the deputy in this movie is the sheriff
0: in Scream. Yeah, Arquette's boss in Scream. This is
2: better than Scream in a certain regard because, like Steve was saying, like, this character Tina, you're really starting to identify with her story before she is finally killed, and Drew Barrymore in Scream is kind of just, like, you know... A a first kill, yeah. Right, yeah, you don't... I'm not seeing her, her boyfriend, and her parents, and learning the ins and outs of her life. Yeah, because Heather Uh, Langenkamp. Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, you get you get Tina's, you get some Tina's home life. You get her like boozed up mom yeah. who's got this like dude over who's fucking guy. furious that he's he's you know what the clock is ticking on this old man's boner and his <laughs> lady friend is getting up because her daughter's having a nightmare
1: dude the greatest credit and you know stephen Tobolowski is always like if you're if you're an actor uh you know a character actor you want a first name you want a last name would be great blah 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 t- job titles not that great my my man here is credited as Tina's mom's boyfriend. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I played uh, Tina's mom's boyfriend, and I played uh, Jeff's mom's boyfriend. Uh, I mean, at that point,
2: you could just call him Hank or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Appearing
3: now it. on the lower concourse at New York <laughs> Comic Con. It's the guy who played Tina's mom's boyfriend in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And by the lower concourse, of course we mean the
0: parking lot where he <laughs> sleeps.
1: <laughs> Dude, he has two acting credits. Apparently he was a, ca- a casting director at sound department. guy's name is Paul Grenier. He was... He's in Nightmare on Elm Street as Tina's mom's boyfriend. And then he was in an episode of Arrow from 2018. Oh, long, what? Long time off there in the acting game uh, wow. as Brian. So, you know. You know, those
3: long, when someone takes a long-ass break like that, I guess if he's doing other, like, film-related jobs, like, in between, sure. I'm like, so what made you want to go on
2: Arrow? Like,
3: what <laughs> what called you out of retirement to do Arrow?
2: Oh, maybe maybe it's a scenario where it's like he was trying to stay in acting, sent his resume out and stuff, and it's like, wait, who did you play in *A Nightmare on Elm*? <laughs> uh, Tina's mom's boyfriend. <laughs> Get out of here, dude! I, mean, I made shit up.
0: All those CW shows are also like famous for bringing back like arca like actors from archaic movies, archaic yes. small roles from big movies like that, just but for like is, little walk ons.
3: This is the bottom of the barrel, though, with Tina's mom's boyfriend, is it not? <laughs> Come on. Like you want to you want to put fucking Heather Langenkamp in an episode of Arrow? Like I get that. Sure, but she's she's a person who's still around doing things. Not Tina's mom's boyfriend, I don't think. No, I guess that the mother also has a fucking great line though, because Tina's like, you know, I'm so, mom. It was just a, just a nightmare. I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, you stop that kind of dreaming now. <laughs> You're, okay, you're,
2: you're dreaming wrong
1: <laughs> because she also I mean, obviously uh, Freddie gets her a little bit with the, the glove I, mean, I I like that you see him immediately too like it's not a like you don't really I mean you actually never really great get a great shot of Fred Krueger here you know what I mean like not,
3: I mean not in the way that they really show him off like in the sequels yes. and stuff there's always like there's a lot of like from behind
2: here you get some close-ups like when he's doing his like big arms move yes. to Nancy later I love the long arms but but i mean what's great about it is you're only getting those snippets because this is a horror movie and the sequels kind of aren't also but also
0: the 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 makeup is so different scene to scene yes like it changes all the time so like it's actually kind of good that they keep on hiding him that way well it's kind of an
3: interesting i mean it's obviously just like this was super low budget and what are you going to do but like i love that idea of you know he can only like manifest himself so accurately in these dreams, right? So like <clears throat> it's a little forgiving in that way. If you if you choose to think of it that way, it's like well he looks
0: kind of different because it's kind of like Odo on DS Nine. Like he can't he can't quite get a human shape right. Look, it, it sometimes it's really really good. In fact, most of the time it's really really good. Other times it it does look like chicken skin just being thrown on his face. There are I was
3: watching the deleted scenes and. Or not the deleted scenes the uh there's alternate endings to this uh and i was checking it out and there's one that like it's like happy ending the ending that we have and we then get, the, wait
2: wait wait! happy ending was fred krueger jerk him off oh yeah <laughs> now hold still here come oh, Caref- i sliced it off wait careful you, careful, careful. <laughs> you slipped
1: me a 50 here it comes <laughs>
3: No, it's like a. Uh, it just like they drive off. There's no like fog, and the mother doesn't get pulled through the door. Hmm. But there's one that they call the Freddy ending, which is basically
2: it's the <laughs> you jerk him off. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
3: You got to jerk off Fred Krueger to get those credits to come up. Uh, no, it's the same exact ending, but then there's an additional cut where all of a sudden Freddy's driving the car and not Glenn, and you can look, and they have this like. Piece of burnt skin hanging off Englund's ear, and it looks like a
2: piece of like fried chicken skin, so hardcore, I couldn't even believe it. But the thing is, like, you see it so briefly, and there that that I feel like it forgives all the problems I had with it. I mean, I just saw this off of an Amazon stream, so you guys might have had more clarity in seeing these the magic yeah. behind the movies. But <laughs> I mean, but it is, I mean, I, I agree though. I mean, but I
1: think it makes him a more nightmarish and be. More of an element of fear because again, like once you really see something, it's not that scary anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's why Jaws works and all that kind of bullshit. It's like once you really get a good look at something, he loses some of that power. And I think that
2: they're smart about not showing Hugh him. And that's why Jason is scarier with the mask on.
3: Yes. Yeah, you'll never make Jason scarier with the mask off. And I'm looking at you part seven with that lizard face or whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll never get over the lizard face. It's so dumb. Uh, uh, but yeah, we we go the next day and we meet her friends. Heather Langenkamp is Nancy, and Johnny Depp is Glenn, and then her boyfriend is this guy Rick. Is it Rick? I think it's uh,
3: Rod. Rod. Rod.
1: Yeah, oh, Rod. Yeah, Rod Hot is
0: Rod. the boyfriend. Yeah. Hot
2: Rod. Yeah, <laughs> <Don't> Hot Rod. <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> don't, guys, don't forget the song. I mean, it's such a great you know the one two. Freddy's oh, coming for you
3: yes exactly um the actor the actor who the actor who played ron is a uh, rod excuse me is a dude named uh, sue garcia and if i'm remembering this right it was a thing where when he was cast in the movie and i don't think it was just this movie i feel it was like uh throughout like early on in his career they were like hey man so your name's sue garcia huh little too ethnic in this movie, you'll be credited as Nick Corey. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and this is something he did. I'm looking at his IMDb now. It was uh, this was his first movie, so he did it here. Uh, and then this so this was 1984, and he used that credit. Wow! It just keeps going. I mean, yeah. So it was like it was this shitty fucking. Here, cover up your fucking real name. It's not marketable.
2: I regret not covering up my real name. (laughs) Yeah, Eric Eric Johnson.
0: Eric Smith.
2: No. (laughs) Uh, What was his name again? Corey what?
3: His his stage name was Nick Corey. Nick Corey. I could be Eric Corey.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which actually, it looks like he finally stopped doing the last credit for it. Funny enough, I just watched this recently and I didn't even notice he was in it. Um, he's in the third Candyman movie, credited uh, as uh, Nick Corey. He's in Candyman Day of the Dead in nineteen ninety nine. Does uh,
0: does everybody know the, uh, uh, the story behind Johnny Depp getting cast in this? I do not. It, West Craven, like they had heard about, like these uh, uh, the band Depp was in, like two guys from it auditioned or like gave their uh, sheets out. West Craven brings them back to his daughter and is like, "Which one of these do you like the most?" <laughs> and she picks Johnny Depp. She's like, he's beautiful. And no, that's weird. And Wes Craven's daughter essentially gives him a career. That's bizarre. Yeah. Wow. Wild it's
2: stuff. almost surprising there hasn't been any, like, hacky way to bring Johnny Depp back into the franchise. Has that happened?
3: He's in... Uh, New Nightmare. Like,
1: or is it, no, he's not.
2: No, oh.
3: it's he's in... A final nightmare. Right. That's right. You
2: know what? I think I am remembering
3: this. Yeah, credited as Guy on TV. His stage ah, name for terrible. that for that role, because by in by 1991, he's not fucking saying that he's Johnny Depp in a Freddy Krueger movie because Edward Scissorhands had already happened. He's credited as Oprah Noodle Mantra. <laughs> no, right,
2: right. Man, you know he's like he's a scary guy now for reasons <laughs> Exactly. Off screen, but like, I don't know. Maybe make he could be Freddy.
3: I would watch him play Freddy Krueger. Oh, hell yeah. Who is it we thought about recently? Oh, Bill Hader would make a good new Freddy Krueger.
1: Yeah, I just yeah, I, I, I was we were saying this on the chat. I think Doug Jones would be pretty good. Like again, like oh, get, right. get shut him the fuck up and just get some like a really cool character design and like, you know, one or two lines only, I, please. I I don't know, but that's the thing.
0: That's what differentiates him. Then it is just another goddamn fucking, you know, Michael Myers or like Jason sure. that don't talk. Like that's the one thing that differentiates him.
3: But I think what Steve is comparing it to that, like Freddie in the sequels, is the fucking pun master. This movie that didn't happen yet. This is still like, I mean, like he's saying stuff,
0: but it's he's much scarier and much more menacing. He's yeah. still doing his Benny Youngman
2: bit though. I mean, like it, he's it's, he's not leading into the comedy. I mean, you mean Henny Youngman? Henny, Henny Youngman, yes. <laughs> Benny Hanna face, uh, like a like grilled uh, food on a. A, you know, well watch. that's also knives if you go to a benihana they got knives that's there. true um <laughs> the th- he's not leaning into comedy that hard in this movie obviously there's elements of it but in those sequels it's just fucking deadpool with some kids trying to kill him yes, yes. both
3: both with facial scars
2: yeah it's very simple <laughs> now now did deadpool that that has to be a newer invention unlike the wolf marine
1: that's the yeah that's the that he comes in the early 90s gotcha
3: um yeah so they're you know walking to school or whatever this is uh rob's first line you, you immediately get the fucking <laughs> class level of this guy not like social class like classy class he goes uh oh yeah tina had a heart on this morning with your name on it
1: <laughs> and then she's i'm surprised you could write your my whole name on your dick which is kind of hilarious yeah totally and she said what does she call it
3: though steve isn't it like unit joint. or something oh joint I, I believes. Believe so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Write my whole name on your joint. Yeah, Take four, that
1: rod. There's only four letters, too, so she's really saying something there, man.
3: <laughs> um, um, we start getting the seeds planted here of, like, Tina and Nancy both had bad dreams. And at this Johnny Depp, you can kind of see
1: him be like, oh, well, they're talking about bad dreams. I don't want to admit to it just yet, but I had one, too. Ooh. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's what's kind of great. It's like I love that it just sort of it sort of ekes out from all four of these characters kind of slowly.
3: Yep. Yeah. And I feel, though, like if you said to me, Steve, like if if one day you were like, I had this fucking crazy nightmare and you told me all about it and I had had the same person in my nightmare. That's not information I'm being precious with. (laughs) I'm I'm immediately like, oh, fuck, Steve, we dreamt the same guy in our dream. We need to start investigating immediately what that's all about.
0: This scene is also like identical to uh, the two couples talking after Drew Barrymore gets killed in Scream. Yes, yeah, the outside of a school, like there are four hanging out on like a little raised garden area. It's like almost identical. Yeah,
1: you'd have to be a man to do that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of insane. I mean, like Qu- Craven obviously was I mean, was a great director. Had and definitely was also a uh, spray and pray a little bit. You know what I mean? It wasn't every, not everything hit. no. But it's kind no. of incredible, and I, I think it's pretty unparalleled to be able to do three. Iconic movies in three different decades. You know what I mean? Like that's, especially with horror. Like horror is so specifically like it's like pop music kind of. You know what I mean? It's like you being being able to put out three big records in three different decades and Mm. all of them work within those decades. So Mm -hmm. what are you
3: talking about? This Scream and Cursed.
1: No, I would. I mean, I would say (laughs) either uh, I would I would say Hills Have Eyes or uh, what do you call that? There Uh, Last House
0: on the Last Last House. House. Yeah, like that's a
1: seventies movie that you know really has the. Everything to do with the seventies, this movie has everything to do with the eighties, and then Scream is so fucking nineties. You know, yeah, David no, that's Bowie totally of horror. He kind of is.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know, just like Bowie, there's everyone's got like a period they like the least, and yeah. like the Wes Craven period I like the least is the rumors of the heart. Uh or what the fuck was that movie? Is
2: that what it's called? Grace the Meryl Street movie?
3: The fucking like romantic comedy music yeah.
0: music of the heart. I think that's what it's music called. Music of the heart, that sounds right.
2: I never had the pleasure.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah, the odds. I mean, depending if you like even Scream 4, which I don't.
3: Uh, I do.
2: Oh, I do. I like that Red Eye. A red Eye's fun.
1: Red Eye's fun.
3: Red Eye was a movie that I, f- I felt never really totally got its due um, in the long run. It was a totally watchable movie. And What's-His-Face is great. Um,
0: I, I, Kill- I Killing Murphy. I've never watched any of Wes Craven's porn, but I hear it's fantastic. <laughs>
3: So what you want to do right here, uh, you're going to want to
2: stick it in.
0: Uh, it's my direction on a porno.
2: A lot of You can see a lot of hanging skin in that one, too, Chris.
0: <laughs> Look, what, what we're going to do is we're going to hide the cock until the final, final explosion. You know, that brings, oh, builds I thought, tension. Uh,
3: I thought you were about to say uh, previous episode, Deadly Friend.
0: Oh, God, that movie. It does have oh, one yeah. of the best kills ever. <laughs> uh, but basketball head basketball head is what, what yeah. top 10 stuff
3: <laughs> uh yeah so you know we're we're deciding you know uh tina still rattled from uh, the nightmare the night before so it's like hey nancy could you come stay over my parents are out of town or my mom is out with her fucking boyfriend doing god knows what So they all decide. You know, her booze-hound mother and scumbag boyfriend are out of town. So we're gonna sweetheart.
1: They just opened a Red Lobster three towns over. We're gonna get a motel. It's gonna be
3: fantastic. I already made the reservations at
1: both the Red Lobster (laughs) and the Red
3: Roof Inn. They are right next door to each other. So you know what that means, baby. Not that I'm opposed to drunk driving, but we can get wasted at Red Lobster and walk back to the hotel.
2: (laughs)
0: Charlene are you ready to go to Cheddar Bay cuz I am
2: <laughs> but if we don't go to that Red Lobster how we'll know if it's any different from our Red Lobster <laughs> That's true there's got to be a little difference now I want Cheddar Bay biscuits fuck fuck do you think there's people that are like grateful dead you know like deadheads that travel the country trying every single Red Lobster De- oh, I'm
0: sure. They definitely exist, for sure.
3: Really? In in some, like, perverse attempt to get a reality show
1: out of it. <laughs> I've never had Red Lobster, honestly.
3: Really? I, I mean, like, it's chain food, so it's crap, but, like, I'll eat
2: it. I have not had it in this... Uh century. I definitely had it, it, it like once or twice in the mid-90s. I, d- I yeah. don't
1: think I've had it in the new millennium either.
3: Yeah, actually.
2: We're oh.
1: talking about it like we're fucking Highlanders. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about the last 20 years.
3: Oh, yes, I can't remember, Ramirez, the last time we went to Olive Garden.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm like folding all the metal over and over again, forging my fucking claw cruncher or whatever. Oh, my
3: God, you're forged in fire claw crackers? Yeah. I-
1: Oh, yes, it's been so long since I've been to the Red Lobster. (laughs) Oh, I always love going for the unlimited shrimp. (laughs) It's been 300 years. I remember the dawning of the Red Lobster.
3: (laughs) Me and Ramirez went to the first Red Lobster. (laughs) They didn't have fried shrimp, just the scampi back then. Ramirez
1: gave them the idea for the Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> <laughs> and now four hundred years later, we're going back.
0: <laughs> what you want is a lot of cheese
2: and salt flavoring
0: on this,
4: uh,
2: McCloud. Like... <laughs> Unlimited biscuits. He gets into a fight with the what was the uh, with Clancy Brown because he <laughs> took his booth. <laughs> it says reserved. That was
3: my <laughs> booth. You know that was my booth, Highlander. It's my, it's my fucking C-grade Clancy Brown. There can only
2: be one, and he takes the fucking claw cruncher over the dude's head and blows it up. Love oh, it.
3: What, what about this, dude? He fucking puts it on his nose. He goes, Got your nose. And, <laughs> and then, but he pulls it off, though, because it's a claw cracker. So he pulls off, he pulls his whole fucking face off with it. I love
1: it. He gets a quickening. <laughs> all the food falls on the floor, but all the waiters
2: put it back on people's plates. And then he gets a second quickening, which is just diarrhea.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That is the fucking quickening. You need to have a room reserved at the Red Roof Inn if you're going to Red Lobster, man. We're Brown, Brown. Lightning.
0: We're willing to offer this stuffed clam to you for $3? <laughs> just on the floor, just a little bit, you know, 10 minute rule, 10 second, no, 10 minute rule.
3: Uh, so they're all over at uh, Tina's house. And there's, I love, I've always loved this bit of, uh, Johnny Depp is like calling his mom to lie about like staying over at a cousin's house so he can stay with the girls and he's like Rod got me this cool sound effects tape and he's like yeah I'm out at Denny's yeah by the airport yeah oh loud as always and then I love the gag of like it turns into like gunshots and people screaming
1: it's like yes, dude you've got to so play good. it a little bit better than that you know it, your mom is like oh wait where are you I don't hear the air I don't hear the airport right
3: I don't exactly. know it's a fucking
1: telephone, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
3: though, if it's like, oh, it's hard to hear, you can kind of like get her off the phone faster. Sure, but then
1: yeah, then the gag is like, oh, is everybody alright? Like, oh no, just neighbors fighting. I'm
3: Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it goes from like, there's a car, so it goes from like drag racing to fighting. It's fucking N- great. Nah,
0: yeah, the uh, the neighbor drove into a house, uh, three are dead. Uh, <laughs> some's on fire back there, and also an airplane's going, yeah, too as well.
2: Yeah, it's just the plot of knowing happening.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ben Mendelssohn is hanging outside screaming, I don't know why.
1: Uh yeah, so like I I, I do kind of love like there is this I love the relationship between Tina and Rod. It's very un It's very high school, right? It's like they hate each other and obviously like he's a dickhead and Her good friends are like, don't be with that dude, but of course she's going to be with that guy kind of a thing.
3: Exactly. And like he comes
1: over, kind of like
3: sneaks in. There's a big scare kind of a thing. Johnny Depp's like, you know, going out there to see what's going on. And Rod is fucking furious that he doesn't have an invite to the sleepover And another classy Rod line right here. He's like, what's going on here? Orgy or something? (laughs) (laughs) Which I always loved. Uh, you're a yeah, lucky
0: man johnny depp god damn can i get in on this well
3: dude there's a fucking crazy thing that happens right here where like rod is like all right tina and i are gonna go fuck now so you can do whatever and tina does the fucking crazy thing of like please stay here like don't leave me with this guy which is like yikes but Come then on. johnny johnny depp is like yo know, glenn is the character he's like you know oh cool like me and uh You know uh, my lady friend now What's going on over here Nancy And she's like no Glenn we're here For Tina (laughs) not ourselves And I'd be
1: like okay
3: (laughs) Whatever you say We're just going to sit here and listen To them fuck then
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's like don't leave me alone with this animal and it's like you know what dude you're making your own decision if you're really unsafe you let me know if not I'm going home I don't want to hear him hit the back fucking wall exactly I'm tired like if, of it
3: I'd like to maybe at least just go sit outside on the porch with my boyfriend or something not
2: like babysitting no. this weird situation Wait, is someone like throwing a tennis ball against the wall oh no no it's <laughs> Rod inside of her oh, yeah, yeah.
0: no 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 we can listen to the uh, the airplane tape again we could just keep on listening to the airplane tape yeah there's a whole other
3: side of sound effects we didn't get to there's i mean you gotta of, be like uh, horn honking
1: what's the uh what's the cable package situation probably yep. grim it's 1984 but maybe there's something yeah. you might have an hbo home box office
3: yeah i think that was around so maybe that was something yep. i don't think we had like pay-per-view just yet so you couldn't stock up on the pornography oh good we can watch the pilot dream on oh he's fucking too great that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's oh, fantastic. <laughs> That uh what was that football show they had on HBO? Arless? No,
2: Ballers? no er, early days. Oh. Early days of mm. HBO. I think it was just called football back then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it might come to me. Um uh yeah, so they're like listening to the fucking you have this like Johnny Depp's on the couch and Nancy's like sleeping, I guess, in Tina's room. And Johnny Depp has a fucking terrible line right here where you sort of, like, you see him listening to the sex, and then he's like, Oh, morality sucks! I was like, okay.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what what Johnny Depp says quite often, actually. Yeah, Yeah, he's constantly (laughs) lamenting morality. Well,
3: less and less these days. (laughs) This is where we have the awesome... uh, you know the face coming through the wall. You yeah, know, the crucifix falls down. This effect—it's—it's it's a practical effect that still fucking rules the school thirty-six years on. Man, I have to say.
1: Well, so much of it does because it just—it just—it feels like lived in a little bit. Like reality is bending a little bit. I mean, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, yes. it's, 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 it's silly to say, but I mean, it, it's more effective than just like a a digital ripple on a fake wall. You know what I mean? Well,
3: and yeah. you know they fucking ape this effect in the remake and it's just a computer thing and it looks terrible exactly uh, so yeah so then you know we go back into the dream world this is Tina seeing Freddy like in the alley behind her house this is the Mr. Long Arms thing this is as great a. Uh, watch this and he fucking cuts his fingers off
2: <laughs> so i just love the idea that less of uh like a stand-up comedian like he becomes but more of just like hey i'm gonna freak you out by like humiliating myself and punishing my own <laughs> fake body I,
0: I just love how he's looking at the two stubs like right, right after he cuts it he's like come on where's the green stuff yeah <laughs> let's go and then finally it starts shooting out because it, it probably was like the fucking 15th take of yeah. that and he was like
2: wes where's the green shit it feels this- almost like beetlejuice in terms of like yeah we gotta come up Wh- with like pranks to scare people Wh- yeah, which, totally.
0: which he was supposed to direct for a while oh really
2: yeah uh
0: Eh. I don't know if that would have worked out no i, I don't think I, so. I, burton's the man for it but like yeah. I, it would have been interesting yeah. to say the least well you could see right.
2: the you know, i mean the influence uh, might be there
0: yeah i mean he, he i think he also like i think deadly friend uh as a concept was from his work on beetlejuice somehow what is that right was there supposed to be a fucking talking robot some movie? some weird thing I, I i was i was listening to uh, like uh, uh uh his uh what's it called his uh I don't know if it's an autobiography or a biography, but uh, his life story, essentially. And they said something about, like, wa- Deadly Friend came from his work doing, like, work on Beetlejuice. He also was supposed to do Superman
2: four for a while. I think Otho and Beetlejuice was supposed to be a robot, and that was an acronym. <laughs> that would make sense.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Otho is
3: just an acronym for something. Uh, Because he does this in 84. He's got a TV movie in 84. 5
0: with Michael Beck from the Warriors which I've never seen called Chiller. I've seen Invitation to Hell which is this year as well. Uh with uh
2: fuck uh Robert How is that Chris? Cuz I've been circling it on the uh what's recommended to me on the streaming. And-
0: Interesting actually. I I would I would recommend it. It's uh you know who Oh god, what's his name? I I the guy who shot it is like a Carpenter's DP. Um and uh Jurassic Park DP the bi- Oh uh oh what's his face Dean Cundy? Yeah he Hey
3: he Dean Cundy. Yeah he shot it. <laughs> he uh he, this cool. was a kind of a big year for Wes Craven because it was big year. I mean a busy year anyway because he had Invitation to Hell come out, Hills Have Eyes part 2 came out in 84 and this came out in 84 and then 86 is Deadly Friend.
2: That's crazy. Um, so he's directing all three of those movies that all premiere in the same year. Yeah. Yep. That's like Rainer Werner Fosbinder. I,
0: I mean, this is the, the time where, like, him and Cunningham and all of them are just, like, scrapping for whatever job you can get.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're all. I mean, he also had, in 1986, he directed something for the magical world of Disney, uh, which is kind of Case hilarious. Busters or something? Casebusters Case was the movie. Another or horror. Television movie. special. <laughs> oh, Pat Hingle, funny enough. You got Pat Hingle in that movie. You got one of the guys from summer school. Nice. Uh, oh, and you got fucking Atreyu himself wow. from
2: uh, Neverending Story. Uh, uh, who's, Atreyu. I think uh, when I was a kid, I was like, this this kid's going places. I'm receiving movies for years to come. No. Atreyu's <laughs> uh,
1: stock dropped pretty quickly. Was there a scandal? No, I just, I mean, like, what, what, what else are you got to see him in? I mean, like close your eyes and picture a tray You in anything else?
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, he appears to be doing some cheap horror in uh, the 2000s. Here we got 2016's The Chair.
2: He oh, played man.
3: Alvarez.
2: Oh, Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper's in that movie. I just looked at his IMDb as well, and it's just a few things in the in the 2000s here, and then nothing 94 and. Oh hey, he was in troll the first one. Ooh. Oh shit, look at that. As Harry Potter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, it's 1986. So hey, happy accident.
3: Weird. Uh yeah, so this is you know the famous first killing of this movie. Tina gets fucking super killed. Uh you yeah, know, this is where Rod wakes up and she flies up onto the ceiling. Blood everywhere, and, and
1: again, this looks amazing. Fantastic. You know what yep. I mean? It's all—it's it, all just like camera tricks and moving a room around, and it's just fucking awesome. It, it's like, amazing. You know what I
2: mean? It reminded me of like The Exorcist. This go, yes, big time.
1: Yeah, um like cause she
2: sort
3: of elevates off the mattress at first, but she's like kicking and screaming. Like the effect is so great. Yeah, she just fucking flies up to the ceiling. And the fucking drop down when she hits the mattress. And, like, there's so much blood that it splatters all over Rod, who's, like, still in his tidy whities when he jumps out the window.
2: I also um, love that shot, like, while this is happening. I think it's here where you get a quick look at, like, Freddy Krueger's actually under the covers with her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's just, I love the little snippets like that, that just thrown in a little snippet like that of, like, a weird, like, reality and dreams blending what? in such a way is yeah. so much more effective than just him uh joking around. It,
0: it's also a really disturbing shot like the way it's framed like just like it curled up in this little contained space. Like yeah. it, you get all the totally. horror of it right that like when she does fly up on the uh like the the ceiling of the the room like you get you feel it all because you've seen him doing that thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I mean it's, and- it's not specific to her it's just about It's not like oh she likes rock music, so here comes a rock music scenario, or oh she likes comic books, so here's the worst fucking (sighs) thing you've ever seen in your life. It's really, it's just like it's literally just like interesting reality bending kind of murders again, which you're not seeing in across the street in Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know what I mean? Like,
3: do you think it's because like this first movie, these kids are like the kids of the parents that did the deed, right? The, the kids are the parents who yeah. fucking killed him. Yeah. So do you think, like, because all these sequels keep going on, he's like, well, I mean, their parents didn't do anything to me. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just have a little fun. I was, I was really mad at those first couple kids. I was fucking pissed off. <laughs> You're in the
1: wrong district.
3: <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. Right. So I feel like then he's, like, less motivated by rage and maybe the whole time he was this you know one-liner
0: zingin comedy guy i i mean it's just like it, i think it's because he doesn't want to take a desk job i mean he's done <laughs> his hell? work for yeah like i mean he's done his work in on earth to reign you know help the devil do his work right and now, and now he should be going back and helping the devil down in hell right you know, like finding a, <laughs> new ways to torture new ways to eat babies and
2: stuff he's like that at a, at a cubicle in hell
0: yeah <laughs> No, he just got, he's got to stay on the beat. He's a fucking you know. He's By the way, stubborn. guys,
2: want to quickly mention uh, you know maybe maybe this is not exactly like Psycho, but this episode is because we get to Tina's death about forty minutes into our podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you got oh, to talk. You, go. you got to talk for twenty minutes about the red lobster,
2: for sure. of course. <laughs> That's right. Oh, course. I still, want the,
1: still want them cheddar bays, baby?
3: Uh, Hitchcock
2: used to talk about that shit too. Like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know we cut to the police station john saxon just fucking sashays into this movie man Mm. rest in peace total fucking legend we lost just this year in 2020 you fucking piece of shit year Mm -hmm. uh and he just comes in and it's just this great you know what is up immediately when he's interacting with the mother because it's like he comes in like what the hell were you doing over there and she's like hello to you too donald (laughs) and he just goes Marge. I was like,
2: <laughs> divorced, man. This fucking couple is in there. it's not going well. Marge hiding vodka bottles all around the house and just chugging it. This dude never being home unless there's a murder we're, happening. We're all into doing prequel
0: TV shit now. Can I get the prequel series of this couple from the yeah. time they they burn fucking Kruger down to this?
2: Why not? Because it's just is a it
0: John ca- Cassavetti's yes. movie over three seasons. Yes. <laughs>
2: I mean, the way that we, you know, obviously with Fargo, but also A Nightmare on Elm Street, wasn't there a TV series at some point?
3: Wasn't there? Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, it was fucking trash. Yeah.
2: I mean, so there's precedence. I, I think it would be interesting to maybe explore some of these things through television instead of trying to make a gritty reboot all the time.
3: Like, if you had some sort of limited series thing about the original Elm Street parents and, like, the lead up to fucking killing this guy and, like, that was the movie. And maybe so you get, like, some detectives in there, you know, maybe there is, like, a, you know, Don Thompson, right? Like, Heather Thompson's Mm -hmm. or uh, uh, Nancy Thompson's father. Like, you cast some younger guy. It's like his first case on the police force mm-hmm. in Springwood, you know what I mean? He's chasing down who's killing kids in the neighborhood. And like Kruger's like in it, but not really. You could kind of maybe even get like a hunter vibe out of it. I totally. into it. Yeah. Yeah. But you but it's a get- limited series though. So like the last you do like eight episodes and then the last it just ends with Kruger getting burned in the boiler room.
1: And you know who you get for uh he wouldn't be young he's not young enough because he'd have to be younger, but I've always thought that John Saxon and George Clooney should have played brothers or father-son
0: or oh, something. Oh, sure.
3: I could see that, dude. Totally.
0: Yeah. I think John Saxon would have to be prison brother, much <laughs> like David Strathairn plays prison brother to Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I don't think uh, George Clooney would even wipe his ass with our script to this, this show, though. Bullshit.
2: Yeah. By the way, Andrew, here's your season two. Once, you know, we find out how Freddy Krueger happened, the movies explore that. We could drop that thread, continue our Mindhunter-esque characters into, I don't know, a new monster shows up or a diff- original monster.
1: Oh no, I gotta go. You know what? I, I got transferred to Crystal Lake. And that yeah, you know, that there <laughs> yes. you go. Yeah,
2: it's like and the X Files.
3: It's mm-hmm. like right around it, so it's nothing to do with Mrs. Voorhees but it's right around, like, the early sightings of, like, Jason and, like, the formation of the Jason legend. Yeah. I think it's all there.
2: And then season three, Bigfoot. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> yep, season-
1: yep. We go to one of the old classics. He tackles Bigfoot. Season four, ah, you know what? I'm just sick of all these monsters. I'm just I'm retiring to be a sheriff of an island owned by Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, my God, the ultimate monster hunt. <laughs> I thought you were going Dr. Monroe, but
3: it's yeah. the same
2: thing, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but i do love uh here's the thing if you're uh rod i know he's got some trouble with the law just sit down and like talk to the cops be like this is what happened man you know what i mean like running yeah. is not going to help anything here
3: no yeah. running always makes it worse especially running out a window but, in your tidy whities but, dude but i
0: do like it's a stupid kid move it makes sense yes, it he's is a stupid kid and it, sure, it and yeah. it works against the fact that he looks like he's 32
2: and you know, it's also I feel like it's great just to have like a character that people think is the killer. Yes, you know, like the, the the red herring there. And by the way, I fucking love the fact. And I I don't think I don't know if I don't. It's been a while since I watched the other Freddy Krueger movies. I don't know if he's covering up his crimes as much in other movies. He but frames this, one, he this kid for murder. <laughs> it's amazing. I, he, I'm talking about the hanging death. Yes. Specifically, my Lord, what a great moment. It'd be cool. Oh,
1: now I'm going to let it die down for a couple of years. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's it. Now now they, they, they got the wrong man. All the loose ends are tied up. Just cool it for a couple of years. Come back, friend.
0: All right, I'm going to make sure the security guards are all off today. I'm going to make sure the cameras don't work around his little cell here. And yeah, these bed sheets will definitely make for good hanging material.
3: You know, I've never thought about it, Eric, but you're totally right. Like,
2: why bother?
3: Just fucking turn this kid into soup like all the rest of them.
2: Exactly, but it's adding like that layer of, well, maybe he he doesn't yes. exist. So now the adults don't get wise. He could keep on killing their kids while, you know. Wow, think so it's yeah, I've,
3: I've never thought of Fred Krueger being that uh, strategic with his murders, but I guess it, early on he was really, con- you know, he was really committed to this. He had a fucking vendetta against these people, and he was going to cover his tracks nicely. But at the same time, though, wouldn't he want them to know, right? It's like you know, I'm going to yeah. fucking come back. I'm going to kill your kids. You know,
2: I guess maybe once they die, all like once even of old age or whatever. Besides the mother, like. They'll, like, get to hell eventually, and he would be like, sure. oh, see, I got you. But what well, I, love- I guess
3: now I'm realizing. I think I'm conflating like this movie and the lore here. Yes, with yes. Willie being like, "I'm gonna kill your kids in their dreams." <laughs> like Freddie, I don't think ever
0: made that threat to the Nightmare no. on Elm Street parents. No, no, no. I don't think so. And if they did, it would have been in the remake where you see more of his
2: origins. Right, they chase him down. You see that in the opening.
0: That,
3: I yeah, it's where they try to sympathize him in this in that movie. That is
0: one thing I am missing. I think that was a good. Good idea in the remake that isn't here is stressing the fact that it was a communal effort, yeah like because this they kind of like blur it like Saxon says you know as a couple of parents, we all did it, but it's really only him and Marge that are really at the head of this thing, other than Depps parents who are insane you, oh, you don't the thing is you think it's ridiculous
1: don't... You don't get a ton of detail here, which I actually kind of love. It is it yeah. makes it more ethereal. You know what I mean? You don't know. You don't know how they killed. I mean, you, you know, you don't you don't have all these specifics of a. You don't know what town this is. They never say the name of the town. They never no. even say Elm Street. They don't say. And then Freddie once you know uh, warned that he would come back and get us or any. You know what I mean? None yeah. of that's yeah. actually there. It's all like we killed this guy and he's around now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's also cool to be like, you're hunted by this killer in your dreams, and then it's like, you go to your parents for help, and it's like, oh yeah, I brute, me, your parents are also fucking murderers. Well, that's that's what's so awesome about it. It's such a great, um,
1: you know, the the 80s, obviously, like, there are certain decades that are very teen-centric. The 80s are, you know what I mean, like where teen culture Mm -hmm. is really important, and this is a perfect teen allegory, where it's like, your parents did shit that you inherited that sucks you know what i mean and and you're gonna pay the price for
3: it yeah now you gotta fucking pay the fiddler exactly uh it's weird though oh i just had something i can feel it i'm just watching it slip away from my fucking mind's eye i said something oh it's weird that in the basement scene so two things about the killing of fred krueger by these parents i think one Marge must have been the one To come up with the idea to burn him alive Because why else is she the one That's gifted the glove I feel like that's your fucking trophy for taking a soul I think Marge Thompson Fucking laid the death blow (laughs) She got it in a
1: divorce (laughs) 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 You're not taking my Fucking glove Uh, Okay, (laughs) Uh, We've we've got uh, one uh, Boat you can have the boat uh, we've got the uh, the summer home okay maybe we'll talk about uh, we've got a, a couple of uh, murder uh, murder trophies here we've got a glove uh some teeth I want the teeth okay Marge and, I get the teeth
2: and <laughs> the ear necklace
1: <laughs> but the
3: other thing in the scene where you know she's got the fucking totally eerie line of like you know F- Fred Krueger can't hurt you anymore because mommy killed him kind of a thing like Langenkamp's reaction there, Nancy's reaction, is not accurate to if your parent admitted to murdering someone in front of you. <laughs> like she's just like, yeah, I fucking killed somebody, and I, like she's just kind of like, well, okay. I mean, this isn't solving my problem, mother. <laughs> but I would be like, wait, holy fucking shit! You, my parents are murderers. Hang on a second.
1: Well, the way I mean, since we're talking about the scene now, we might as well talk about the scene. I do. It is kind of a weird thing where she's like so who is this guy? And I was like, well, you know, he's a child killer in the neighborhood and, you know, uh, the, the, you know, a lawyer got, a lawyer got famous, a lawyer got fat, a a judge got famous and somebody signed the warrant in the wrong place. I'm like, Maybe he didn't do it at all. You know what I mean? It's like very, it's just that thing, like you watch enough true crime documentaries where it's like, maybe Fred Krueger just went to the wrong McDonald's one time and like, that's it. Like, oh, the the timeline, it had to be Fred Krueger. Let's burn him to death. You know what I mean? Like, Only a child
3: killer would order coffee from McDonald's. Let's
0: get him. Yeah, that would have been a better sequel. It's like a Joe Berlinger is doing a fucking documentary on the fucking murders. Turns out it's actually it's the other stepfather who did it.
2: Exactly. Because if he did it now, I mean, maybe he's grown as a character because he's trying to cover up his crimes now in the afterlife. (laughs) But like you kill 20 kids in the same neighborhood. What the fuck are you expecting? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's a good point. Spread it around. Drive to a different suburb. Exactly, I have dude. I to tell you how to kill kids. Just don't cross
3: state lines, though, dude, so that
0: you can prevent the FBI from getting involved. Thank
2: you. Exactly. Because then otherwise, you've got a hapless <laughs> sheriff. He's not doing anything in the state. He's <laughs> just drive by.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't want to be mind hunted. And that's what happens the minute you go around state lines.
3: Yep. You're getting mind hunted. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of the next morning after. Uh, marge has been pounding gin and vodka all night nancy goes to school she's walking to school rod like still like just leather jacket with no shirt on underneath barefoot wearing a pair of jeans grabs her from behind pulling into into a bush and know, it's like i'm not gonna hurt you and i'm like i don't know man you fucking grabbed me off the road how about just like a hey nancy quick hey nancy come here look
1: i'm not not fucking kidnapping. me look i'm not good at communication okay (laughs) if only there was a little device in your pocket where i could send you a message without anyone knowing about it fuck
3: (laughs) 1980 (laughs) fucking
1: four all i could do is (laughs) yell (laughs) uh
3: and you know as it turns out john saxon has been uh tailing nancy uh so you know the cops arrest him immediately my
1: favorite john saxon line in this movie because she's like Really, Dad? You're using me as bait? And then he goes, The hell you go to school for today anyway? It's good, point. A, <laughs> good point. A, it's a great point, and B, it's just such a John Saxon dad. Like, oh, your mother, of course, is going to send you to school after you, your friend gets murdered. Goddamn booze hound Marge.
0: I, I hate her. I gave her the chain to keep you in the bed. I don't know why she doesn't use it. She's going to get a call <laughs> from me tonight. <laughs>
3: Uh, so, you know, Nancy does go to school after watching her friend get arrested, uh, you know, the morning after watching uh, her friend's dead body be hauled out of her own home. Uh, and so she's in this English class. This is where the great Lynn Shea is, uh, the English teacher. Uh, she invites a student to, like, come up and read from a whatever uh, they're reading Shakespeare, I think. Yeah. And uh, you fucking get a look at this guy reading out of this book. Oh, he looks yeah, like man. He, he fucking fell straight out of a Jan and Dean concert. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's wearing, like, a party-down Hawaiian shirt, this big, like, bouffant hairdo. you tell me this guy's going to high school in Indiana? That is a California look, my uh, well, friend. Ohio,
2: right? Oh, is it Ohio? I always I, mix yeah. these up. I think Springwood, Ohio, which is not established in this film at all, by the way, right? No. We, we're, it's kind of just like any town USA vibe, but there's palm trees everywhere. everywhere.
1: Every which way but loose, there's palm trees. Yeah, the, the the Ohio, I read, was only established in the sequel.
3: So that's so, oh man, so that's so funny. These fucking rancid sequels, like, you know, poorly fucking up this first movie. So, like, it, I never noticed this, but, like, it's not the first movie's fault. Like, it doesn't matter if there's palm trees in it, because who yeah. gives a shit? Well, well, then you fucking, like, retcon everything to Ohio and now now it's a problem. But, like,
2: why? Like, is that more relatable to the horror-going audience? Like, most can, people that would digest this product are in the Midwest. I mean, why not just have it be a California thing?
0: Because that equates, like, everywhere. If it's the Midwest, it's everywhere. Like, it could be any town. Yeah,
2: but, Chris, you could do,
3: like, not saying, like, the high school needs to be, like, in L.A., which is where a lot of these interiors sure. are. The bridge that Johnny Depp and her are on, you know, that's, that's L.A. That's uh, from Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Yep. It's in a lot of movies. Though, that bridge, that canal, whatever it is. Um, but like if you set this in sort of like those weird like California suburbs where like poltergeist takes place, and like yep. where they live in E. T. Those are right. like relatable. It doesn't mean you're like. It's, it doesn't carry with it the same, like, metropolitan yes. kind of That's vibe. There's, there's like, a, look
2: at Halloween, which shot probably similar areas. I mean, I feel like some of these neighborhood shots of the houses in this movie look very similar to those that Michael Myers I, was walking around.
3: I, I, yeah, and that was also shot in California. Yeah,
2: I don't know if it's intentional or
0: not, but it does help, to the fact that, like, it the place is so boring that you want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like that like that's kinda i that's the feeling I got I don't know if he was actually thinking that, and I'm sure there's there's definitely a critique of the suburbs in here, but like, uh, well, I think
3: also he was like a midwest guy,, yeah. so I think that kind of plays a little bit of a hand in it, um, for sure, so this is like you know, this is I think to me one of rewatching it last night, one of like the most unsettling images in the movie is when she sees Tina like in the body bag like standing like standing Death. up in the body bag specifically it fucking freaks me out every time man. And the creepy
1: hall monitor um you know oh, you, screw- you need a hall <laughs> pass which is kind of cool. Screw your pass <laughs> Yeah do you, do you think here's the thing I thought about
3: and I didn't look her up on IMDB or anything maybe I'll try to look her up now to give her some uh, credit here because we're talking about this character but like do you think that hall pass actress is uh going to conventions yeah and is she is she taking pictures she taking
2: little videos saying screw your hall pass with fans yes i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say oh. she's on cameo the whole works cameo the for convention sure. circuit because i would be i'd be cashing in on ev- blood from a stone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the upper concourse, it's the blood from a stone
1: convention. It's uh, <laughs> people who are barely in movies.
3: Actually, interestingly enough, the actress's name is Leslie Hoffman. She's still around. And it looks like she's actually a very, she does some acting here and there. But she's actually a, uh incredibly accomplished stunt
2: woman. Oh, cool. I mean, that's now, probably why she was on the set to begin with.
3: Right, yeah. All right, we need someone to get knocked on your ass. All right, come over here. Now you just got to say, where's your hall pass with a bloody nose? Now
0: on the basement concourse, which I guess is a thing, Leslie Hoffman and the We Hate (laughs) Movies podcast. Yep. Yep. She has the
3: bigger booth. Uh, Stunt double for Joan Collins and Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. That's something. It's a fucking stay tuned and a half. That movie she's done. Um, what is she going to pile a driver of work in
1: that on that movie or what happens? What does <laughs> Joan Collins do fucking stunt double for?
3: Oh, I think John Goodman throws her out the window. Got it. Ooh. Or not John Goodman. Excuse me. Mark Addy. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah. It, anyway.
1: She, you know, it, it, and I love like the way it just sort of like it all kind of keeps going back into this area of, obviously, the boiler. And again, like you don't really know what the boiler is because you don't know that he's a janitor yet or any of that stuff. It's just sort of a symbol. And it's just sort of a vague symbol that, like, heat, hell, darkness, blah, 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 it's all there, but it's not, like, very specific. Like, well, he was a janitor. That's why he likes boilers so much.
3: It, it, (laughs) It reminds me, you know, it makes me think of hell. Yes. You know, hellfire, all of that stuff. It also reminds me... That I'm due for a rewatch of Terminator 2 yes. because this, I mean, it just looks like a fucking foundry that a Terminator is going to run through at yeah, any second. Yeah,
2: the whole industrial vibe gave made me think of the same thing, Andrew. And I just love movies that either start or conclude in some type of industrial facility that is very hot <laughs> and there's a lot of factors going on. Oh,
1: can I then interest you in movies from the 1980s? Yes,
2: oh, and any favorite. any of them,
1: any just really any of them.
2: Yeah, out
3: of Africa, I think foundry scene in out of africa yes mm-hmm. i do remember that um so you know she's going down there there is the shot also uh before she right before she gets to the boiler of just um the tina's body bag is on the floor in the hallway oh like, yeah the legs lift up so and she good. gets dragged so crazy. The whole like uh, invisible
2: drag. And this is where it's like, yeah. in one of those sequels, it'd be like he would be doing it going, ba, 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 ba. let me quote <laughs> yes. the uh, seven dwarves while I do this. Yes. Yep.
3: You're exactly right. He'd be fucking singing a song. And, he'd be fucking dancing, doing something. And if it was so remi- a remake, you
0: couldn't see a fucking thing that was happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's
2: it'd so much It'd be through a whiskey bottle. It's Fine. so much scary with a ghost like dragging someone away. Well, that's yeah.
1: exactly again like you don't see him you just he's just this a presence you know it's not right. like it's scarier that way
3: and his reveal here in this boiler room scene is great because nancy's like walking through the you know little hallway there the walkway or whatever um and she comes upon him and you see him like they're shooting him like through a bunch of pipes and shit, and he's got his hat off and i'm just imagining like this is like Fred Krueger's like sitting down to dinner. It's like, "Oh, what's that?" "Oh, no, someone's coming now. Oh, my beans are ready." "Oh, <laughs> goddammit.
1: I got to put my hat back on." All right, let's get scary here. All right. Uh uh. Got the glove going. All right, got the glove, got the hat. All right.
3: <clears throat> come to Freddy. <laughs> like this. His come to Freddy right here. It's fucking iconic. Yes this line, Delivery, it's so awesome. She's fucking freaking out. There's a great chase scene through all of this. This the, is where yeah. she she burns her arm on the pipe to wake herself up. The and music, man,
2: too, is fucking yes. oh, amazing.
3: I was wondering, I didn't look it up yet, but I, I, I want to just to see... If this score was ever put out on vinyl or something cuz yes. it's fucking rad music all throughout this.
1: It's really it's Cynthia. sometimes we go into laser effects and I'm not so into it, but most of the time we don't. and It's awesome. I'm 100% into the laser sound. <laughs>
0: all right, there you go. Yeah, that's so when he's go. going in for the kill. That's when the <laughs> real big spectacle happens. Cuz like
1: but there's all, a lot of like eerie like just like a whole holding like a really like like a, v- a violin kind of like stringy nightmare noise kind of a thing for a really long time which rules
2: and some of these shots too are like just some dude running with a camera yes and it's very like really puts you in the middle of it it's very exciting i love uh so she wakes up
1: lynn shay lynn hey lynn you're on um Lin <laughs> shay uh you know is like oh my god are you okay because she knows what, what the deal is and She's like, no, I'm just going to go home. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, hey, as an educator, you cannot let this girl leave school like this. You, you absolutely, nope. you got to. She's like, because Lynn Shea's like, let me call your mom. She's like, no, no, no. I'll just walk home. It's fine. I'm like, nah. Absolutely nah. not. This girl jumps off a bridge. Guess who's fucking in jail, Lynn
3: You. Exactly. Exactly, dude. You find the biggest nerd in that class mm-hmm. and you say, Martin the class is yours, I have to escort Nancy down to the nurse's office. Exactly. You cannot let this girl out of your sight,
1: Lynn Shay. What are you doing? And it's kind of weird she leaves and then she gets met by her other boyfriend, Ferris Bueller, who's dressed like her father, <laughs> and he goes, do you have a kiss for daddy? So that's how it is in there family. <laughs> Oh, he's just so
3: So, nonplussed by incest in that movie. It's weird. (laughs) Hold
1: on. Nancy has left school because of nightmares nine times this (laughs) semester.
2: Nine nightmares, Nancy? (laughs) Oh my God. Now he's going. What was his last? Uh, Principal Ed Rooney. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think they like Freddy Krueger, they think he's a righteous dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Ed Rooney is like now pursuing Freddy Krueger. I like it. Oh, I'm the sausage king
0: of Chicago.
2: <laughs> he goes to boiler rooms and sees someone with a similar jacket. It's like, I got you now. It turns out <laughs> to be some, some Girl.
3: I wanted to look it up to give the composer credit here. The guy's name is Charles Bernstein. Mm. Uh, also worked with Craven on the score for Deadly Friend. The same year uh, as Deadly Friend, he did the score for April Fool's Day. Another oh. slasher motion picture. Freddy, nice.
0: Freddy's stabbing somebody to death. Da, 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 da. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Freddy's the Freddie mobile thing at the end of the movie comes out and it's like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> it's just <a laughs> similar
1: kind of ending actually a little bit
2: <laughs> what do you mean the miles aren't coming off <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in isms you know <laughs> you, you know,
0: you know it's when, fine
2: when the devil comes up mean Freddie and the devil are going to have a little chat. That's
1: <laughs> my father pushes me around and he kills janitors with abandon! <laughs> hey! What are you still doing here? The movie's <laughs> over. Come on!
2: That's a great movie!
0: That's pretty great. Oh, pretty <laughs> Freddy Kruger's yeah.
2: Day Off! It's easy. It's, done. Yeah, it's We're done. We're done. Previous episode Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Freddy the- Krueger, you're my
1: hero. <laughs> <laughs> when... Uh, Cameron, when I was pulled into the, ba- under the bathtub, did you look at me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she does go, uh, this is when she does go home. This is the bathtub scene, I believe, right? Pretty yeah, much
3: next it? The only thing it doesn't matter. She goes to see Rod in jail really quickly. Oh, that's Rod, right. Rod admits to you know also having nightmares. You know, he says four razors uh, cutting at the same time. Right. It's
2: like invisible razor blades. And I'm like, I'll just write that down in my invisible typewriter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jackass. Well, the thing about that—that's the scene right there where it's like, okay, Tina is dead. Rod is in jail for the murder rod says he had a dream about a dude who's freddy krueger nancy nancy freaked out right here is like i gotta go no 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 no. this is where you're like rod we had the same dream about the
2: same person like i believe you now and instead she goes home and falls asleep in the tub yeah she should clue rod in a little bit he's like the glenn's not gonna fucking help you with this shit No, no way
1: glenn's just a little rich boy across the way Just, like, throwing a football in his room.
0: I guess that is really the growth of watching this movie over the years is, like, I I really do think Johnny Depp deserves the bloodbath at this point. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, even just his character in this movie, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Well, he's a
1: dinkus, you know what I mean? Like, he's just totally aloof, you know what I mean? And
0: and he's, like, holding back, like, information. Really, by not saying early on, like, I'm this too. I'm going through this too. Yeah. Like you're you're holding it back. You're, you're you're giving him more time for Freddy to fuck everybody up.
2: Yeah, but I guess it's important for them to establish like the skeptic perspective to keep making this seem like you know like make her think she's crazy. But maybe. isn't that
0: what John Saxon is? I mean, yeah, he's like I, I leading every... the skeptic charge, right?
2: I, I mean, don't... the mother too, for sure. Yeah, he has more
3: uh, scenes with Heather Langenkamp's character than the parents though do.
1: So so we're in the bathtub. Right. I had a question. Is it? Yeah. Does, does anyone have a West Craven doesn't really do nudity, right? Like, or not a lot of it, because I mean, and I, I, again, this, really. this is a very good thing, especially for the, this movie. Especially, yeah, and just it, 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 it's, it's. This could be a cheesy, you sure. know, boob fest, and it's not, which is very good. It makes yeah. the movie yeah. age a lot better. Yeah, because you don't need it.
2: Like I feel like a lot of those slashers, and you know, not that I'm against it necessarily, but like a lot of that nudity, I just feel like it's like we're making a sensational R movie. We're gonna make it as sensational as
0: possible. And it's very believable, like in that first scene between Rod and Tina, like it I believe they just had sex. It's not like I, I need that extra thing.
3: Oh yeah, a fucking tits! Not gonna convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, like <laughs> oh, I heard all the fucking slamming
0: that was going and, on in the previous. And scene. she's lounging around in like open attire. Yes. so it's, not, it's right. like enough.
1: It's not prudish at all, but it's yeah. also not like it's not salacious in that way. And even yeah. so, and what are you
3: saying? So you you had beef with the the tit shot and the uh, the underwater part here?
1: No, no, I, I was just curious. Is there new? A, hey, that's that's kind of obscured and arty. It's not like, I, I was just saying that I'm glad that there's not like just, I'm yes. going to take my shirt off. Here's me right. with my shirt off kind of a thing. It's
3: like, there's even the moment, I think it's like right, uh, maybe it's right around here. Maybe it's later in the film. There's a yes. part where Nancy has to change her shirt and Langing Camp like turns around yes. and like you see her back, but there's no nudity there. Like versus like, yeah, Friday the 13th, like mm-hmm. I'm just changing
2: I'm front-facing the camera well, the kind di- of a thing. The yeah. difference, too, is like Freddie's hunting what we we keep on being told are children. Yes. And and, and Jason's hunting, like, camp counselors, which Team. we assume are 20 or something. And she's Eggs, a very... Yeah. And Langenkamp is a very young-looking
1: 20 in this movie. Like, she looks like a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like... You, you're, you're not like, oh, wow. It's not like... I don't even know, like... Rooney Mara even is looks a little older in that yeah. movie, kind of a thing. It just she's got like a, a baby face. It's it it very it's very effective for uh her vulnerability and your sympathy for her kind of a
0: thing. It, it's totally. interesting because her and Depp do look younger and Rod and Tina yes. look older.
1: Yes, absolutely. She
3: has that line at one point where she's like, God, I look like I'm 20. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you look like me at 36, so thanks a lot. Well, that reminds <laughs> me. Because it's, it's after when she's all fucking like greater hair, like yeah. rogue and shit. And yeah. She's like, God, I look like shit.
1: It, I look like I'm 20.
2: I'm like, fuck, I wish I looked
1: like 20. <laughs>
2: By the way, I love the shot of just the glove in in the tub. And yeah. the yeah. fact that like we linger on it far enough that... like. The mother's knock, and then Freddy has to like pull his arm back underwater. Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. I also love uh the inflatable bath pillow. I don't know. It's
2: just- Man,
3: these the clamshell inflatable bath pillows. Every time I watch this movie, it sends me on a trip down memory lane. Because uh my mother's sister had these all the time. These just these huge, like inflatable, they were always shaped like a clamshell for some reason. And it just it looks like the shittiest thing that
0: you would <laughs> never want to bring in the tub with you. It looks so uncomfortable to That's, me. I, I did. I had no idea what this was. I thought it was a toy. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with this? Well, it just reminds
1: <laughs> me of the Simpsons Well, Mother had the inflatable, the inflatable bath pillow. They're, they're always arguing about that. <laughs> Jesus. That's right. Uh, I was screeching and screeching at him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: this is the first time you see her right after she gets out of the tub right here. Uh, the booze hound mom unlocks the door, and you know she's fine and everything. Uh, you see her taking "Stay Awake," the <laughs> fast-acting poppers to, <laughs> oh. to not go to sleep. Man, the Lord knows have...
1: it, that's you, you're just signing your own death warrant. You're just you're
2: just passing it off a little further. Yeah, yep. There are Under... a lot of transitions in this movie that are fade to black. Feels like we're going to a commercial. Do, yes. Is that? Do you think that's meant to be more of like a you're going to sleep type of thing? I feel like it's an odd transition for wes to use
3: yeah I I, I don't know when they come is, is it always a fade to black before we're then in a dream sequence um I, what there's, my lots, says,
0: there's lots of fade to black I don't think it's just for his dream sequences yeah I think it.
2: Uh-huh. I think like around the classroom transitioning outside it's just like not it's almost nonsensical I, <laughs> the I, way he's positioning these fade to blacks but I believe there is one when Glenn stands guard for the sleeping so there is I mean right. sort of some I, of them work in I that wonder, regard.
0: I wonder if he was editing it for TV in his head, like, first before he, because, I mean, he had been working in TV at the time. Yeah. So he might have thought, like, firsthand, like, this might, you know, I, I this might be the easiest way to transition it if they're going to also- show it.
2: It could have been more of a style at the time that I'm just not as aware yeah. of. I'm sure there's tons of movies that went by the wayside that may have used that as a transition. Oh, for
0: sure. I don't.
1: Right. I don't mind it. It's it's a little staccatoy. Like you know, you break up the action that way, and like you kind of reset for another. Because I mean, so much of this is like, and here's this scene, and then here's this. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it just it yeah. it it flows very broken up that way.
3: Yeah, it's weird. It it's it's broken up, but it doesn't feel like disjointed, and it doesn't no. feel like too i mean it doesn't feel too slow i've always liked the pace of this movie i mean it's only like 91 minutes or something length. um i think like yeah i i could totally see it you know saying like oh it's just like the effect of nodding off like when you're closing your eyes you know i could see that justified here for sure um so she's she's watching evil dead and she's like you know uh, glenn comes over and uh you know she's like all right glenn I'm gonna go find someone and go looking for someone, she says, you know, and you need to like be here to to wake me up or whatever. And then this is yeah, this is we got her fade to black here. She's walking down Elm Street, you know, and this is the great uh Glenn, are you still watching? And Johnny Depp like comes out from behind the tree, like, <laughs> yeah, so and there's no like there's no her saying, like, well then you fucking fell asleep, dude. You're not watching. I me. think
2: this is referenced in that Simpsons episode you brought up. I think that actually happens in that.
3: I'm yes. not mistaken yeah, yeah. yeah totally uh so she in her dream sort of wanders to the police station and we see this is where like freddie is this where he walks through the bars um because she can see rod in yes. jail and yeah like freddie comes in he walks through the bars and it's kind of like menacing with him but this is not where the death blow is is laid just yet no um you know, and I think there's another. Oh, this is a. She's walking around in this dream, and this is the fucking gross. Like, it's the body bag again, but like a bunch of her just falls out onto the
1: ground. It's like <laughs> maggots and centipedes and shit, you know. Oh, it's insane. A centipede comes out of her mouth, and then like there's a bunch of like, you know, whatever, whatever snakes and shit
3: yes oh that's right the bug that comes out of yeah. yeah that's fucking horrifying Yeah.
2: did we mention that earlier moment I think we might have been talking about it off air before we went on the, online here which uh, of Freddy cutting his own like chest and like green blood and maggots falling out yes yeah, Pretty oh, yeah. cool.
3: Uh. yeah no all of that's so good. I love the, the idea that he's just got like gross green ooze in him for no reason It's like that he's into
2: cutting himself <laughs> like finally a relatable character I'm a
1: maggot. Oh, tell me I'm terrible. Oh that's, how, oh, that's how she beats him at the end. She goes, "Freddie, you're shit," and he goes,
0: "Oh shit, yes. Could you? <laughs> light, I can leave now. Could you light <laughs> a cigar and put it out on me?" <laughs> it reminds me of when I was born again.
3: <laughs> uh, but you know, so there's uh, there's a Fre- the Freddie attack here, kind of in the, in the dream. Um. Yes, yeah, she's screaming. He isn't real. This is where he, the fucking terrifying. He jumps through the mirror. That
1: shot yes. still gets me. It's so a good. good. It's a good. It's a great jump scare. Mm.
3: It really, really is. Um, the fucking mom waking up around here, Nancy. Boy. <laughs> she's just so fucking out of it, and uh, you know, Nancy wakes up and realizes like she's got to get to the police station to save Rod, and this is uh, Rod is just hanged in the cell by Freddie um the fucking like she's like demanding to see him in the middle of the night i love when she walks in she's just like going to that one cop like garcia (laughs) i need to see my friend and it's just like i know this fucking scumbag he works with my dad i can treat him like shit (sighs) garcia Uh, fucking boss's daughter hi (laughs) hi (laughs) can i help you he even has some line about like you know I took the night shift <laughs> to get a little peace and quiet around here, and then
1: she goes, "The like, janitor's your superior." And he's like, "Hey, that's from Scream." <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: shut up! That's from Scream. I just love that John Saxons like I'm not going back home with that wife. I'm I he staying doesn't... at the office no, all he's... the time. I'm pretty sure he's got a dad apartment
1: somewhere. Yeah, right? he doesn't live there. They're divorced. Yo, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a. Uh, I, I would love to see that apartment. It's just got fucking scotch and fucking silver bullets left and right. And I mean the fucking fun kind.
3: Scotch. Sil- yeah, silver bullets, fucking ice cold. You got some beautiful richly polished mahogany furniture.
1: The only, the only monster I'm worried about killing is a werewolf with three, six silver bullets. Glug, glug,
3: baby. Look
0: at what I got here. A race car bed. Very comfortable.
3: Yeah. My apartment complex has a sign out front. Now seven days since the last suicide.
2: <laughs> What's that? A full moon? Better have a thirty rack of those silver bullets <laughs> to be safe. <laughs> I, uh, yes, uh, he's
1: on a date now. So, well, yeah, you know, things went sour in my marriage ever after. Ever since we killed that child killer, you never come back from that.
0: Uh, uh, excuse no. me. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, you know we started having sex less. You know, uh, I would, I would, I, I would take the garbage out and go for a walk afterwards. Oh, and we killed a child
2: killer.
0: You, you know, I can cancel my order. Actually, I can cancel my order now.
2: The soul of the man we killed took my wife, so technically, I'm a widower.
3: <laughs> this woman leaves the restaurant, and he's like, "You know what? Still bring me his steak. I'm starving."
1: And uh-oh, I thought I heard a howl. Get me another silver bullet.
3: <laughs> Doggy bag gonna, for one. <laughs> gonna go out to this bar and get me another couple silver bullets while I wait for the waiter to get me a silver bullet. And then after
2: that, I'm going to smoke 12 packs of cigarettes in my office and call it police work.
3: <laughs> uh, I, You know, and the thing is, she says to Sax, she's explaining after Rod's funeral. She's like, you know, I fucking saw this guy in my dream. You know, he's got a red and green sweater. He wears a strange hat, and he smells like shit. I feel that's the thing we're not mentioning. Yes. No one says that he smells like shit. And like you're in these dreams, you gotta be like, I was in this boiler room. It smelled like shit. Uh <laughs> this this guy was chasing me. It smelled like shit then, too. I think it's something about this guy smells like shit, Daddy. It's weird. He smells like burned flesh. I don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> and eggs uh, <laughs> Um.
1: Oh, around here is the great fucking Charles Fleischer cameo as the sleep doctor. Yeah, that's yeah. the next movement. They 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 take her to a sleep study. I always kind of wanted to do a sleep study. It just seems really
2: cool. You know? I almost did one. Really? I. Yeah. They, Biggest fear I would have would be pitching a tent there. Oh, that's a good oh, point. Oh,
3: sure, dude, that would be humiliating.
2: Oh, you gotta clear,
1: you got, you gotta clear the decks if you're about to go do a sleep study, man. Yeah, like, yeah. that's actually
2: true. And then the doctor would be like, "Look at that, he couldn't write Tina on that thing."
0: <laughs> you know, your uh, sleep patterns were just fine, but uh, your your hard on is just—I <laughs> mean, it is extraordinary, is what it is. <laughs> Can you tell me how you do
2: that?
3: <laughs> Can you tell me how to do Bend that? Bend over and
2: I'll show you. <laughs> uh, you know, and
3: and the mom in this movie is Ronnie Blakely, who has been another. She was um, she's Barbara Dream in Nashville. I think that's probably her like Nom- next biggest nominated name. for an Oscar. Yeah. Um. So she's like she's great and so I just I feel like in this movie she does not get the good lines and it just forces her to kind of just be a shitty character and like in this scene specifically she has. What I feel might be the worst line of the movie, like she's sitting there with Charles (laughs) Fleischer and she's smoking in this doctor's office and she's like, you know, what the hell are dreams anyway? (laughs) And I'm like, come on, that's terrible and you know it. But
0: that's good drunk talk, I'll be honest with you. If I'm hammered all the time, I might say something (laughs) stupid like that. My thing, oh, you go. I was just going to say, it's also tough, like, it's tough
3: to act drunk and have you not look like a cartoon mouse, you know? <laughs> well, it is a hard, and when
0: your character has to be fake drunk all the time, it's tough. That's, I mean, that's the problem. She is, rea- the, the reason that she feels like she's from a movie is because she's reacting correctly to what's happening. She's right. having a breakdown. She's having a mental breakdown and drinking <laughs> herself to death because of what happened. Whereas, <laughs> what John Sa- whereas John Saxon's like, it never happened. It was good. You hear me? It was good.
1: I, uh, anyone else notice in this scene, in Charles Fleischer's little dream, you know, she's, oh, she's a, I, I'm,
3: I'm really hoping you mention what I want you to mention. It
1: has to be, we have to be talking about the same thing. So she's sleeping in one room there's, you know, a uh, glass and then they're in this little office and the, the, he's right. got all these meters and stuff. And to the left, and they're having this conversation, what are dreams? Like, well, people don't know, blah, blah, blah. To the left, it is. A bunch of cats on a trolley as a poster, and it's yes, I mean, and it's like, where is this? Co- I mean, I guess it's like to, like a, an in joke kind of a thing. Like, here's this cute thing in this horrible movie, but it's it's amazing.
3: It's just a bunch of cats riding a San Francisco trolley car. I don't <laughs> understand why this is a poster. <laughs> It'll help. And I've never noticed sleep. it before. I've seen this movie like forty times. Yeah. Last night was the first time I was like.
2: Are those cats riding a trolley car <laughs> i missed it to be honest with you oh dude I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna have to go back and get you a screenshot buddy yeah they're heading to the castro <laughs> <Woo! laughs>
1: but I, what i love about this scene too i mean you know obviously the, the dream stuff is a bit rote but i mean i love that you don't see her nightmare you just watch yes, her I made have no too dude yes yep. and she pulls the hat out this so is where good. she pulls the hat out of the dream but yeah we don't see what this
3: dream is at all this entire scene is from the perspective of Charles Fleischer and this drunk mother. It's great. And the following morning, another fucking, a total LOL line right here. Just total LOL. She's like, uh, Heather Langenkamp goes up to Ronnie Blakely, you know, and she's like, uh, "So, did you ask Daddy to have the hat examined?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Eric, I am putting the cat trolley in the chat right now. Oh, oh
3: I can't wait to look at it again. Oh, Steve, I love that someone posted that somewhere else mm-hmm. already. <laughs> that is actually quite incredible,
1: and he's
2: quite a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Is that a ninja under him in a separate photo? Yeah,
1: I don't know what that is. I mean, he's having a little bit of fun in the sleep study office. It's
3: pretty Also, nice. person, person who's taking this like screenshot here for this website I don't know, why don't we get the head-on angle of the television? You see this angle right (laughs) here? Come on. (laughs) That's not what I do when I take pictures of my TV, which is all the time. (laughs) Come come on, Nancy.
0: Please go
3: to sleep. Oh,
2: of course. (laughs) By the way, Andrew, speaking of that, I never thought in my life my television would be the most photographed thing in my house, but it is. (laughs) Yep.
3: Here we are, dude. Here we are. Uh, So you know, yeah, did you ask Daddy to have the hat examined? She still has the hat. And this is another great thing where she's like, I know his name, Mom. It's right here in the hat. Fred Krueger, Mom. And I'm like, is this fucking child killer janitor writing his name in his hat? I mean, I guess so. Well, I, I mean, think it
2: harkens back to an older era, right? Like, Sure, I mean, you don't want to get hats mixed up at the bus station or may, something? Yeah, maybe they killed him in the 60s or whatever. And I feel like a lot of people were more into monogramming.
0: The night janitor keeps on taking it. His, name, his name's Teddy. <laughs> That's my hat. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: <laughs> well, no, no. Open it up. Look at. In, look inside. Look on the label, my friend. I. I don't think oh. I have to do that.
2: <laughs> it's full of blood and chicken skin. <laughs> I guess this is your hat. <laughs> oh,
3: you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. It, it smells like shit. This is definitely your
2: hat. <laughs> <laughs> and you can definitely keep it. Yep. I love this confrontation with the mother about the uh, drinking, and maybe I could grab that bottle with you and veg out. Oh, yeah. I, Ignore
3: everything that's happening to me by getting good and loaded. loaded. And I'm like, I love not, it. not
2: a bad
1: idea. I don't know. What mm-hmm. uh, other <laughs> things
2: do you have, Nancy? I feel like I'm living in Groundhog Day here, and now we're in December rec- recording this, right? I, yep. I have to check. December 17th we're recording this episode I feel like every day for months now I've been like who that was a lot of whiskey you drank and in the morning I'm like listen let's kind of get our life back together and then you're just like you know what that whiskey sounds good <laughs> yeah.
3: oh absolutely uh so you know we're we're uh wandering around Indiana uh which is obviously California Ohio. It is Ohio. Okay.
2: I think maybe, here's the thing, guys. Yeah. We might Uh not be realizing the genius here. Um, I think the reality is the dream, and the dreams are the reality. That's why there's palm trees
0: everywhere. I see. Oh,
3: makes total sense. Incredible. But, you know, they're talking like. Her and Johnny Depp are talking dream strategies while eating In and Out Burger or whatever they got here. Well, he's like, oh, uh, whenever
1: I'm stressed out, I'm I eat. And I'm like, I guess you never get stressed out, huh, Johnny yeah, Depp? Yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> Little rich boy here, never experiencing stress in his life. String bean. <laughs> uh, and there's a weird like. So she's like, he tells her about some culture where they understand how to like manipulate their dreams and all their like art and music comes from their dreams or whatever uh and then like she shows him like this book that uh she has all about like fucking booby traps and shit and he's like uh why are you reading this another bad line here unfortunately
0: i'm into survival eh. why are uh, <laughs> why are you reading this book about ciphers and why are these letters addressed to the san francisco chronicle <laughs> <laughs> oh could you hold my face sack for a
2: second <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, that's the thing. Freddy Krueger should have teamed up with one of these kids to help him kill. Did that ever happen? Been,
3: uh, that's sort of what's going on in the second. Oh, no, say the game, part two, two kind of goes
2: that way. Yeah. Two is pretty. Yeah. I remember it being decent. Pretty I dig
3: good. it, man. I dig it. Uh, what was I gonna say?
1: I totally lost it. Yeah, I think it's a very clear one two. And then three, I guess. And then it's—I I, think—I don't know if it all all goes like linearly down in quality, but like it's
2: just—it's—it's it's a quality cliff after three, probably. It's yeah. a morass.
0: It's for sure.
3: Four, five, and six are just bad. Yeah, they're, they're full on bad. I feel like I'd—I'd I'd elevate New Nightmare up farther. It'd be funny to go back and look at our uh, franchise ranking
2: episode for this. Well, what was the uh, what was the rhyme? Because you just said four, five, six. <laughs>
3: Oh, grab your crucifix. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, so mom did a little uh shopping at the uh, uh home security store. Uh, this is it's fucking insane. Like, Nancy just coming home and like there's bars on all the windows. Like, the mom just was like drunkenly purchasing shit like me on Amazon at 2 a.m. Get, like,
1: you know, good for her though, man. She gets this stuff up quick she, for a full on alcoholic to be able to <laughs> revamp the entire house. She gets in inner and outer locks installed. It's a busy day for this lady. Well,
3: I feel like for like the locksmith company and yeah. like this the home security people, you can only stand a drunk person just <laughs> screaming at you for so long before you're like, we better step it up and finish this job because <laughs> we're going to
1: kill this lady.
2: But
3: You're doing it all
1: wrong. Yeah, not- I got some tips for you. It's a bunch of peanuts in my pocket.
0: <laughs> does, does, does this look like a jail to you? <laughs> does not look like
2: a jail to me? I
0: bet-
3: you didn't take it. Put a bomb. Bottle- you're going
2: to put some bars. I'll
3: be right back.
2: She walks outside the house, blacks out, returns home, and the bars are up. She's like, okay. Yeah, I guess I did it. I did it. <laughs> but I, 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 it's an interesting uh, thing to put up the bars because it's like maybe that would have helped you against Michael Myers or some other type of slasher. But yes. Because we're so firmly in the realm of supernatural, it's, yep. it's a deterrent against yourself.
0: I mean, it just makes it worse because it ultimately winds up killing Glenn. I I mean, towards the end of it, I'm relatively sure she's trying to kill her daughter. (laughs) Like when she's passed out on the couch and like, I've barred you all in and you're going to fucking sleep. You hear me? I'm like, yeah, you're trying to kill your kid now. Cool.
3: You're going to sleep forever in the trunk of my car, which will
1: also be sleeping on the bottom of a lake. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, you know what? You kill one person, then you get all this fucking guilt. They said he was at that McDonald's, and he said that he killed those kids in
2: there. I swear it happened. <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that a man already behind bars confessed to all the crimes. <laughs> exactly.
0: John Sackson <laughs> never wanted to have bars on the window. <laughs> I want to have bars. Oh, on here's the window. what
2: happened. She she was like, listen, I want you to put bars on my house. And she was meaning like an alcoholic bar. <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, i would like a i'll be home
1: before dark-esque thing like 20 years later the dna evidence like re- reveals it's somebody else entirely oh my god <laughs> somebody was just trying to fucking do ancestry.com and they got got and it's like freddie Krueger's <laughs> like fucking thank you i guess i can finally <laughs> stop killing your kids because they found <laughs> jeff rogers at the other part of the lake
3: yeah i am uh, jeff rogers and uh <laughs> i killed all those kids i too Like ordering uh, black coffee at McDonald's.
1: (laughs) The same one that uh, Fred Krueger went to. Who would have guessed?
3: We almost
2: mixed up hats one time, but he wrote his name (laughs) in his. Every day with the McCafe, even if it gave me the brown lightning.
0: (laughs) God. Uh, Look, I just uh, have a lot of Christmas sweaters. I don't know what to tell you.
3: (laughs) I'm a festive, festive guy. (laughs) I've been dead for years. I have it, Jeff Rogers. <laughs> uh and in the process I've also killed like sixty more kids. Thank you.
1: Oh, in the real world, not in their dreams.
2: <laughs> I've, been my... setting, I've been setting up janitors all across the state. I mean it what I mean it was
0: my dream, but not their dreams. No, no. no. <laughs>
3: um So this is, you know, we can skip over because we really already talked about it, but this is where she takes him, takes Nancy down to the basement and, uh, you know, he can't catch you now. He's dead
0: because mommy killed him. And I made sure John Saxon wouldn't know where it is because it's mine. (laughs) You understand that? and uh we get
1: so she calls glenn and she's like listen glenn you know i got this thing you got to come over does she tell him to come over to ha- her yeah come over to my house at x amount of time to sleep and you're going to have to you going to clock this son of a bitch I'm like he's got little johnny depp's going to knock out fred fucking kruger dream monster okay yeah <laughs> she's lo- like you know i bring him out you hit him on the head and we got
3: the fucker
2: i love his father just drinking beer staring at
3: her window <laughs> oh
1: dude it rules
3: Dude, that guy, I don't know what's going on. Something tells me not the first time that man has stared at that girl's bedroom window. That girl is no
0: good. It's just no good, Charlene. <laughs> I love uh, it. Is a- a- it's like a Joe Polito knockoff. Yes.
1: Uh, and, you know, uh, Johnny Depp's got this like portable television, these great, great headphones, by the way. Oh, my. I always love these
3: headphones.
2: The fact that the TV is firmly on his junk is something.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude, you're going to sterilize yourself that way. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the plan all the time, yeah. but I don't know. Um, you know, it, there's a reference here I didn't understand. Like when she's on the phone with him and he's making a crack about the bars and she he goes, uh, you look like the prisoner of Zendar. Yeah. Anybody get that? I, I can that?
1: Google it. I have no idea. No,
3: I don't
0: know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the old whatever you do, don't fall asleep. From the like original Battlestar Galactica or something, <laughs> the Prisoner Maybe. of Zenda is a an
1: 1894 adventure novel. There's that. Huh, that who knows?
3: Yeah,
0: you know what? <laughs> it sounds like a matter. reference I would make. <laughs> wow,
2: you sound smart.
3: <laughs> uh, the crazy thing here is when the mom comes in, and Glenn is like dozed off a little she's like i don't understand how you listen to your music and watch the tv at the same time and he's like you know oh, well, well i don't i don't need to you know watch what's on the screen miss nude america is going to be on tonight and she's like uh well how are you going to hear what she has to say and he's like i don't want to hear what she has to say <laughs> okay enjoy you're coming son exactly <laughs> oh enjoy yeah, jerking
1: dude. off in my
2: home excellent like
3: absolutely not am I telling my mother that's no. what I'm watching. Like, oh the, the ball game ran late.
0: Exactly. Are you got tissues? You got enough? I don't want it on the laundry, honey.
3: <laughs> the ball game pocket pool. I always hate when your father comes on the sheets too. <laughs> <laughs> uh I love the, the thing here of like the mom is like, all right, now go to bed. I'm gonna go chug some gin. Bye. <laughs> And she takes, like, she clears out Nancy's room a little bit and takes a coffee pot. And then the great reveal of she's got another whole coffee machine under the, like, the
1: side table. A coffee machine. Like Look, like, I don't know. Stash a couple of Cokes. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? Get a jolt cola going.
3: Absolutely, dude. We need some, just some carbonated beverages with some caffeine in them. Like, the whole... The whole thing of like you're just constantly drinking coffee. Like, I love coffee, but drinking it that much, man, like, yeah, that's fucking diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah, she should
2: like, she should like steal some cocaine from her dad's evidence locker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the over the counter, like, uh, wake up drugs of the time, it's the 1980s. They're essentially meth.
2: I'm (laughs) so excited. I'm so,
1: so scared.
0: That's the idea.
3: (laughs) Uh, I love the the Glenn's drunk dad line right here is awesome. He's like I think that kid's a lunatic or something.
1: And she, <laughs> she tries to call again and that's when he unplugs the phone. And yeah. this, oh, you know on second thought. Unplug. And this brr, is brr, brr. and this is the classic
2: I'm your boyfriend now Nancy with the tongue phone. Oh yeah, the tongue phone so man. That's kind of the one of the bigger jokier moments of uh, for that, sure that is then carried throughout the rest of the franchise
3: yeah and that's the thing though like that's as jokey as it gets and it's still fucking gross and uncomfortable yeah
1: because it's 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 a little it's gross it's 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 like it's a joke but it's also skeezy as all fuck the i'm your boyfriend now thing is menacing and the tongue is just gross
0: yeah they just kind of amplify this move as it goes on yeah totally uh you know so this is of course
3: the famous johnny depp getting sucked into the bed and exploding it's a real kablamo march
1: (laughs) it's awesome he just goes it's awesome it's a really cool death i love that you just don't he just goes under and the gushing is just yep oh i love that we don't see his dream or other people's dreams yes exactly Yeah. yeah Like, he just goes in and he just gets fucking got, dude, and it's just blood everywhere. I love that his mother sees it coming out of the bed. Therefore, like, you know what, dude?
2: Go go tell that to John Saxon.
1: I don't know, dude. A geyser. A yeah. geyser of blood that
2: I, I assume is my son. I love the detail, too, of, like, oh, the coroner's here. He's puking his guts like <laughs> Yeah,
3: John. Dude, there's two lines like that. There's that one with it's like one cop to another one. Uh, I think it's one of those like the deputy to Saxon or something like that. But then there's another line where this fucking emergency medical professional (laughs) is like, you won't need a stretcher up there. You'll need a mop.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know what, dude? He's
3: right. He's totally right. But like no one, no one. Like they're all just like, wow, that's a really bad death. No one is really (laughs) questioning like.
2: So, what the fuck happened to this guy? So, a kid was watching TV in bed, and then his whole body's painting the walls. Okay, uh, TV's bad for you.
3: I feel like you're asking some questions of these parents, not for nothing, John Saxon.
2: Absolutely.
3: Where is the bone in the meat, is what I'm worried. (laughs) That's what I need to know. I'm sorry. I need to know it. uh she fucking calls over you know and gets john saxon on the horn she's like "You know, i know who did it i know who did it daddy and he's like well come on baby tell me i'll go arrest the guy and she's like fred krueger did it daddy and he's like ha ah, my crazy fucking daughter huh? why don't you just go to sleep hey
1: hey uh my deputy who's gonna be the the guy in scream Why you watch that window for hours and if anything happens, you come get
0: me. (laughs) Ah, there's just no way it could be a dream monster. I mean, there has to be another explanation about how Johnny Depp got wrung out like a wet mop in that room.
2: (laughs) I love I do love that detail of sending this dude to like watch the windows, and by the time she breaks like four or five of them, he's like Maybe something isn't right. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe I better get the lieutenant. Like the (laughs) first time she's
1: slamming on the window, you go get that lieutenant. Well,
2: his daughter screaming she... out the windows and breaking, and and can't get through the bars. Seems, ir- you know what? Let's let her break one more.
3: <laughs> she screams like, "Get my dad, you <laughs> asshole!" No, 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 hold Ooh. off.
2: I'm trying to get fired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she's doing uh, the home aloneing right here. Yes, right? you will always kind of forget about this movie, but it does kind of rule with the with the sledgehammer and the piano wire and all sorts of crazy shit.
3: Oh, put the gunpowder in the light bulb. That's a fucking great move. That's nuts. And that's from her fucking survival book that Johnny Depp was freaked out by. Uh, So she sets an alarm clock and she's going to go in and get Fred Krueger. And she does say to John Saxon, like, all right dad, you know, it'll be in half an hour, it'll be 11:30 or whatever, you know, come over to the house and wake me up and Fred Krueger's going to be there and he's like, "Yeah, go into bed. That sounds like a great idea for you, pumpkin."
2: <laughs> I'm almost shocked they didn't go for like John Saxon actually coming over and it's like It's dark in here. Let me turn on this light. Oh, I've exploded!
3: (laughs) Oh fuck, that would be great.
2: Yeah, you go. Oh, my head. You go to sleep. Anything
1: spooky, scary happens, you can tell me tomorrow. Jesus fucking Christ! (laughs) Jesus.
3: Oh, gotta get her out of that house. I wish the judge gave me custody. (laughs) She kept the gloves. At least I could have taken the kid. (laughs) <laughs> Did you guys catch in the dream sequence here when Nancy goes down to the basement the fucking tapestry that is on this basement wall? Yes. Oh my what god, it's it? just dogs playing pool?
0: <laughs> what? I didn't yeah. see this, no.
3: She goes down into the basement and in the background there's a tapestry on the basement wall and it's just it's a riff on the stupid four dogs playing
2: poker painting, but it's just dogs playing pool. Now, the fact that that's in here and this cat thing like is he trying to say something about like the complacency of suburbia? Yeah, I think
1: so. Like how cute everything is, right. and how the darkness underneath—I guess—is kind of the idea. Possibly,
2: I mean, we're right. make, we're Possibly. stretching to get there, but I I'm, I like stretching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, she wakes up right here, and Krueger
3: popping up here is another huge jump scare in the movie, which is fucking great because she wakes up and like she's in the bed and she looks around and he's not there and she's like, oh, well, I guess it didn't work, and like. The second you can sort of see her mentally decide, like, oh, it didn't work, that's right when they have Robert Englund jump up right there. It's so awesome. I
1: mean, the thing is, like, she's very confident that she's going to have this nightmare and she's going to be in her own house. Like, I don't know, man. Like, every time I have a a dream, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in my old house. Oh, wow, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm at a fucking, I'm at a a Best Buy. You know, any you could be anywhere.
0: I'm I'm in my house that's also a Marriott that's also a restaurant I went to when I was 12.
3: Exactly. (laughs) That's
2: exactly exactly where you are dreams or i'm just
3: going to bed way too high every night and i don't really have dreams that's my (laughs) fucking fuck
2: i gotta start doing that more i obviously have been doing that but i need to really really dull these senses
3: i really almost never dream i mean the funny thing is one got through the other night and it was the most boring thing and also kind of a tease i was at my neighborhood bar up the block just sitting there and like i remember thinking in the dream like there was a guy at the bar next to me and he was like not wearing a mask and i remember in the dream being like can't believe this fucking guy's not wearing a mask and then i was like and you're not wearing a mask and then i was i kind of pulled the fucking twin peaks and was like what year is it like and then i just woke up it's like, it was like weird to me being in a place. That was my nightmare was just being in a place. I'm, try-
1: I'm trying to get this guy, but he keeps getting too high. It's fucking annoying.
2: <laughs> that's the trick. That's what they should be doing.
3: Yes, that's the move. Yeah, forget uh, whatever the fucking drug is they have in Freddy versus Jason. Hypnosil. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. It's, it's got to be
0: a drug either way. It's got to be either way- better meth or like something that blacks you out.
2: Yeah, just get some good fucking sticky icky, dude. The last dream I had, you know, was my father. I'm now, I guess, the older man than he is. He was riding along and he had a torch to light the way. And then Freddy Krueger killed us both. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm getting old people now. I'm just saying. I don't think
0: coffee's going to do it. I think she needs to, like, be blaring Sister Christian from that room. Yeah, dude. Ooh,
2: now we're talking. Yeah. He says to her somewhere around here I'm going to
3: split you in
2: two. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's interesting to see him like pulled into the real world and him getting the sledgehammer and the gut and stuff.
3: It's oh, that is great. so fucking funny. I love it. I love she fucking tosses gas all over him and he's like, "Oh, I know that smell. No,
1: <laughs> my weakness."
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little surprised he's just like, "I'm not making this." <laughs> what, what's happening
2: it'd be cool if he called for like a truce like i didn't know i could even come back to this real world <laughs> hey hey chill out come on what was Let- yeah no you go your way i'll go
1: mine i'll just where's the nearest bus station literally exactly. we're good here we're good thank <laughs> you for bringing me back by the way what, what is the thing
3: that just hit me in the chest that hurt like hell
2: a hammer <laughs> you call it why does he not know what a hammer is?
0: <laughs> I know. I Listen, figure he just forgets English when he goes to the afterlife. I would like,
2: he puts on like a <laughs> fake human mask, like a Ninja Turtle.
0: <laughs> Listen, before I'm going to Vegas,
1: before I got uh, uh, picked up by your dad, I, I buried $300 in cash. I know where that is. I can get an apartment somewhere. I'll get out of your hair. Just, just <laughs> let me. How do I open this door exactly? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh and so like saxon and the crew like rush into the house they can't find where he is then all of a sudden this is the thing i don't understand was like they all come into the front door and there's no flames going up the staircase and like they kind of just pan to the left for a second and then nancy's like look flaming footsteps that you just walked by and weren't there a second ago
2: maybe he was like hiding in the kitchen for a second just burning
0: (laughs) okay wait for them to go downstairs (laughs) See what they got here? Oh, Doritos! Oh,
2: oh Dorito
0: chips, flaming hot! I got killed before I got to eat these. Huh? Oh.
3: <laughs> They've come out of so many new flavors of chips I like since I died. Uh, you know, and then the fucking totally unsettling image oh, yeah. of Krueger on fire on top of the mother, and then it just turns into. Her fucking skeleton just floating into the mattress. Like, it's so fucking weird. Well, also,
2: like, the horror of, like, John Saxon, like, trying to put him out, him and, and the ex-wife or whatever, out. Yeah. And yes. then pulling it back, and then they're just gone together. It's crazy. It's so nuts. And then, coincidentally,
3: John Saxon murdered by a skeleton in part three. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he's like
1: and she's like okay and like the bed just goes to normal like it's this really cool eerie like smoke effects those go away and she's like yeah just give me a minute dad and he's like okay baby I'd be like you know what I don't trust this room at ad- this entire house we're going nope. to a fucking Howard Johnson
2: right now Absolutely <laughs> But no she give me Yeah like I'm not going to give you a minute with the door closed just here So you uh, know honey you're not going to cramp my style back at the apartment you'll be going to a foster home for 2 <laughs> years to <'til- laughs>
0: Yeah, daddy needs his space, kiddo. I'm going to ask my deputy if he can take you in. I'll visit, though. (laughs) Not Garcia!
1: Dad, you're not a werewolf hunter? These are just a bunch of cheap light beer. Yeah, silver bullets, baby!
0: Just to be clear, the race car bed is mine, not yours. (laughs) You're sleeping in the tub. (laughs) Uh, But no,
1: so yes... uh, he closes the door and then Kruger comes back and she knows he's going to come back. She's, she's like, I know how to beat you now. You're yeah. shit, Kruger. You're nothing. He's like, oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> I take back every bit of energy I gave you.
3: Oh, yeah. Take it back. Step, step on my, my energy nuts. Step on my energy. <laughs> Use your high heel shoes to step on my energy. <laughs> yeah, energy. Oh, man. And he's defeated. I love the, you know, the He turns into this light. It's very like, wow, 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 wow. Like, the effect is
1: so cool. And she does say, like, you're nothing. Give me back my friends. Give me back my mother. All this stuff.
3: Right, right, right. Uh, You know, so he's sort of defeated. And we just sort of, like, smash cut to Nancy walking outside. You know, it's a... New day, mom's alive again. It's sunny out, you know. I mean the mo- the movie ends so oddly here. It's great, but it's just like, you know, oh wow, what's with all this fog? And she's like, oh yeah, well, the fog's going to burn off, hon. I think it's it's going to be a beautiful day outside. You know what? I think I'm off the hooch for good.
2: <laughs> but see, exactly. This is me every morning of uh quarantine and then at, by every night I'm back to that chugging vodka or gin in the hallway
3: well it's crazy she has the line she says to Nancy she goes uh, they say you've bottomed out when you can't remember the night before and I was like I must have bottomed out at least 30 times (laughs) in my life then if that's what you're telling me is the gold standard for bottoming
1: out I think we're all as the kids would say telling on ourselves here
3: there was a time I was bottoming out weekly if that's true Seriously, I think I fucking bottomed out
2: last weekend. <laughs> yeah, we've been bottoming out before you were born, gentle listener. <laughs> That's true for some I'm gi- of you, absolutely. I'm giving
0: up the hooch, honey. It's nothing but methamphetamines for me from now on. I'm embracing life.
2: <laughs> I'm giving up the
1: hooch, honey. I'm, I'm doing the podcast sober from now on.
3: <laughs> I found this new drug they invented. It's called crack. <laughs> Boy, I don't know how, but they canceled
0: podcasts. <laughs>
3: um you know so everybody Glenn pulls up and his fucking sick ass red convertible and Rod and Tina are there you know he, like it's kind of a hilarious uh Johnny Depp like trying to talk to his girlfriend's mom right here because he's like pulling up and she waves and he's like yeah can you believe this fuck <laughs> yeah I'm talking to my girlfriend's mother
1: that's all we got <laughs> Yep. if you were a man <laughs> I, would, I would talk about a sports
2: team but all we got is the fog right now
0: exactly right how's the gin miss m
2: (laughs) so are we are we to believe that i guess she was eventually murdered by krueger is that what this ending well it's 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 so weird right because then
1: obviously they get in the car the car turns into a freddy krueger car because the the top goes up and it's got the freddy krueger uh, colors right. on it, uh, or the Christmas colors, depending on how, how you read this. And then the last <laughs> shot is uh, the mother getting pulled through the window. Ver- the puppet of a mother getting yes. pulled through the window. Yeah. Oh, really big, cool. big
2: big puppet energy here, absolutely. And it's the fast I mean, pull. Of the fastness of that shot is yep. what makes it really interesting. It's it's totally. just super
1: weird, and the movie's over, and you really don't know... I mean, like, like I, I was reading that today, like, apparently Craven's original ending was a happy ending when she says... Your shit kruger blah, blah blah give me everything back he actually does and it's all been it's all been a big nightmare kind of a thing which i don't th- right which is his preferred ending apparently or was his preferred ending but, at least at the time of the imdb writing uh but i like this better i like how sticky and bizarre it is and well because well, it also means like what you're
3: looking at just due to like the physics of the world that this movie has set up already like you're still in somebody's nightmare. exactly yeah.
2: It's surreal, you know? and it's dreamlike, and it's bleak and scary. It is a, it is an interesting ending, and, for sure, and
0: it leaves the door open for sequels, which they knew they were going to make. I mean, like for sure, they they read this and they're like, okay, yeah, this is us now, right? Yeah, exactly. This is New Line becomes the and, house that Freddy built, and, and I don't think Craven gets money from this deal until like the third or fourth movie because he sold all the rights. Oh. So
2: he got money before he got
0: money beforehand to make the movie. But like for like three or four movies, he didn't get any back end stuff.
2: Right. Right. So they so he like he created this iconic character. They profited off of it for longer than they should have before. He got any any second slice of that pie. I think it was
0: the new nightmare deal that where he actually got it back. Right. That makes sense.
1: Well, he's had something to do with um, part three. I think you wrote it or gave a treatment or something. Consultants, I think. Yeah. So like some of that, the, the ice started to melt a little bit.
3: But you figured too, because like New Nightmare is like what ninety four, yeah. and that's like they were kind of not. I mean, they were still like around and everything, but that the fucking the real the second new line Renaissance is of course LOTR. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then they fucking squandered all of that. Too. Late nineties is a bit of a dark zone for them. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean, so that's the movie, fellas. Uh you know, I it was crazy rewatching this time around. Uh I have like this is a, a horror set that you can get on Blu-ray for dirt cheap. Like they just have all of the movies in a, a like it's a very thin Blu-ray case. Uh and then like all the nightmare movies are in it up till New Nightmare. Um, so I just have that. And just going through it, I mean like The disc looked awesome. I was noticing a lot of shit, you know, like those hilarious fucking posters and tapestries this time around. Um, But this is a movie I will just gladly return to. I know every beat of it. You know, I had it on VHS. This, um, the DVD box set of this was like the first like box set I ever purchased of films in this way. It had the hilariously terrible like menu system in it, where you had to, like, navigate through, like, a haunted house and shit. It fucking Fuck sucked. Um, but they had so much extra feature stuff for the whole set. I remember it being cool. Um, so, you know, this was it's such a fun return to me. Uh, Parting Shots, uh, Steve Sadak, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I love this rewatch. I also I bought a Blu-ray for it. Um, look great. It, it, it helps you kind of just get in the mood of watching this movie. And it is a mood movie. The music is great. It's just so interesting visually. You'll just, like, just... And, we, we, and some of the stuff we didn't even get to because it is just such a visual movie. Like, the fucking, the weird stare goop bit is awesome. Oh, sure. And it is all just sort of, like, it's dreamy, but not, like, overly dreamy. It's 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 incredibly scary. It, it holds up really well. I saw somebody, I, I think it was one of the top IMDb reviews, like, kind of a cheesy cool 80s movie. I, it's not cheesy at all, which is, I don't know, I I, I find this, like, incredibly, like, sober uh of a of a of a cool horror movie and it i think the 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 metaphor of the teens not trusting their parents and like kind of everybody has to pay for what their parents did kind of a thing kind of really resonant
0: yep totally uh chris cab oh yeah i love this movie uh it's scrappy like it looks like the you can feel the cheapness of it the work yes. that went into it is very visible uh yeah. and i i love that about it and it has ambition why well, i always have like a soft spot for the elm street series because it is very inventive uh the deaths are always inventive and they get uh, by the time you get to the remake it's of course terrible uh but for the first couple of movies like they're at least thinking like let's give them something to look at let's like really create something visually here in these death set pieces whereas i feel sometimes jason has not been so great about that uh there's a there's another thing that you just remind me of stuff that they the sequels wind up
3: losing. We didn't really talk about it here too much, but like the religious imagery yep. here, the Christian yep. imagery in this movie. Uh, you know, Craven was like a former, like I think he was like a Methodist uh, preacher or something. Um, so there's so much stuff of like both Nancy and Tina grasping at the crucifix. You have the you know the lamb coming through in the one nightmare, which of course is also like lamb to slaughter, but it's also you know. You could also make arguments for Lamb of God type mm-hmm. stuff in there. So I, I love that that stuff is all strewn in here. And that really just gets totally wiped out I think even in the next movie. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so it, I cut you off there, no, Captain. Do you have something uh, else? It's a good movie. Watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Eric Siska? Yeah, I mean, I was never a Freddy guy growing up, so this is probably only my like fourth or fifth viewing of this original one, and it gets better with every time and you know, not to echo too much of what my my good colleagues here have said, but oh. the world building on such a cheap uh, purse there is pretty admirable. And Wes Craven, this guy, seemed like a visionary to me. <laughs> and I say, check it out; it's a great movie. Totally, man. Uh, well,
3: you know what, gang? That is going to do it for
2: uh, our
3: year of twenty twenty programming. This is the last episode of 2020. Stay tuned, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, uh, stay tuned uh, for this Thursday. We will be releasing what will be the final piece of content of We Hate Movies this year. On our Patreon, we have the super long uh, uh, episode of The Nexus where we're covering uh, the entirety of the J.J. Abrams 2009 Star Trek film. That's right. It's uh, two
2: hours and 54 minutes, I believe, ooh, that episode. Yeah,
3: so that'll be coming out for you right on New Year's Eve, because you should be staying inside, by the way, mm-hmm. and not going to any New Year's Eve
2: party, Unless you're in the Calvin timeline of 2020.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but, you know, be sure, of course, to check out the rest of the Patreon offerings from this We Love Movies Month. You know, last week uh, on on Christmas Eve, we put out the Die Hard commentary. That's out now. Tons of tons of stuff. Batman Mask of the Phantasm on ad that was a lot of fun lord of
1: the rings three hour episode uh, speaking of new line cinema Mm -hmm.
3: that's right lotr fellowship uh came at the beginning of the month so all that and more uh to check out of course on patreon.com slash we hate movies now we are heading into the new year which means january is coming up next it is the worst of 2020 and you know we can't do an episode on the coronavirus (laughs) so we have to stick to movies so steve sadak what is up first on the docket when we return in the new year
1: i will say that but i also just want to say thank you to uh you three gentlemen for sticking around this year has been dog shit and uh uh, being able to do this show is a lot is a fun escape and we only do it because other people also listening are listening and allow us to do it so thanks to everyone uh, so, absolutely but, now tell them what we're doing oh, next. right uh, we're doing <laughs> hey everybody sorry to burst in on all the fun here but i've got a quick programming announcement you might want to hear now way back when when we recorded this episode in the middle of december we had our schedule all set up we knew what we were going to do but not unlike when you're at the arcade playing street fighter 2 and about to beat balrog and some asshole puts a quarter in the other slot and it says here comes a new challenger That was Wonder Woman 84 at the end of the year, okay? It put a big fat quarter in our slot, and we have to do it. We're doing an emergency episode next week on Wonder Woman 1984. We're really excited to do this for you guys, and we're so excited that we're not doing it alone. We're going to have to bring in our Wonder Woman expert, Angelica Jade Bastian, back to the show to talk about the movie with us. We're so excited to have her back. Uh, She has strong feelings about this movie. We have strong feelings about this movie. And you're going to hear all of our strong opinions about Wonder Woman 1984 next week at the beginning of the worst of 2020, gang. Look forward to it. Uh (laughs) Right.
2: So next week we're doing Wonder Woman 1984. And if we ever get that vaccine, we'll be doing a do lot.
3: (laughs) that's excellent my friend uh so we will cut it off right there hopefully in 2021 we can do a lot uh so until the new year i'm andrew Jupiter, steven sadak eric siska chris cabin take it easy
1: the HeadGum Podcast.